How we doing, everybody? All right. Welcome back to Cinemax Events. I hope y'all had a good week. Ryan? Farrell? Oh, man. You had to know I was going to play this song. I should have. I didn't think of it. I should have known. You had to know I was going to play this song. I just had an epic weekend of Godzilla. Oh, man. I'm coming off a high right now. I'm still riding on the high right now, man. You know what? Y'all know the name. This this was probably like the best movie event that I had this year so far. Going to see Godzilla. Damn. This Man. this movie blew me away. I am I can't wait to get to my review. I was excited to come to the podcast and I was like, all right, man, we got her here record. I'm still riding the high. I still got to give these good vibes out to the fans. To my podcast partners because you know what, Ryan, man, you you gave one hell of a recommendation, man. Man, I had such a good time. My wife stayed awake. I even ate popcorn. I was in a good fucking mood when I was watching that. I ate popcorn. Damn. Subtitles? No, no, no bullshit. I was just sitting there. I was sitting there in the movie. I was watching the movie, and it got so damn good. I reached over for the popcorn, man. I was like, "Oh damn, pass me the popcorn, man. Shit, getting good." I'm over here snacking. She's looking at me like, "You okay?" Like I've never seen you eat popcorn before. I was like, "Hey, hey is, is, is that kind of moment, man? I, I smelled the butter, man. It tastes good, man. I don't regret it at all." This definition was, of a popcorn movie. Oh man, this this was a great movie. This is a great movie. I cannot tell you how excited I was to watch this movie and walk out and thinking I'm going to go back in sometime this week and watch it one more time. That was an incredible time. You know what? You know what? Shout out to everybody who went to go see Godzilla minus one. If you haven't, please go out and see that movie. Oh my god, it's so fucking incredible. Aside from that, how's the vibe of everybody this no, week? No, right, man. Ryan, how you doing? This is this is mental mental health check in, Ryan. Are you good? I'm good right now. You're good it right could now. Always, it could be worse. It could always be worse. Everybody's dealing with their uh, certain job situations, of course. So there are certain things happening at my place of employment that are a little worrisome. But I'm still surviving. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> D-Day. Damn, I mean, they're getting gunned that, down when they got. Off. Yeah, so I'm not one of the people that got shot in the head getting off the boats on D Day. So I, that's a positive. Yeah. I'm still alive. We're we're still fighting. You're not underneath the bridge. You know, you, you're not a sex worker. At least I don't think so. I don't. I don't want to judge your life after you leave here. You do <laughs> yeah. what you got to do to get presents. Well, you thank know, you for if I do go that job route, you've given me my sex worker name. It's Godzilla. Well, damn. All right. Well, God, God bless you, man. And, and any of your customers that come find you. Yeah. <laughs> Over there. Yellow Godzilla. Hope they give you a good recommendation. You know what? You know, you know, you know. All right, let's move it on. It got awkward. Sean. What's up? Yeah, man. Sorry. Sean, how you been doing? How's your week been? Oh, it's pretty long so far. It's only Tuesday. Uh, I'm just trying to make it to the holidays so I can have some days off again. Enjoy my time and peace to myself. Yeah. Um, uh, just chilling. Michigan won the Big Ten. Oh yeah, and in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, and Tommy was just talking about how they screwed Florida State. Big time, they that, did. But you know, let's, let's give, give your team a shout yes, out, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations to all y'all team. Michigan fans number out there. Number one again for the first time in twenty five years. Number one, really? Yeah, twenty five years. Michigan hasn't been ranked number one. Now. Oh my god! I know we're number one now. We didn't have our head, head coach half the year. Yeah, I know we're still number one. So yeah, that's uh just pretty much beat Iowa off of us, and we couldn't really do nothing, but they couldn't do a damn thing themselves. So, uh, yeah, number one, we'll be playing Alabama. They try to pick the hardest team for us to play right off the bat, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, other than that, man, just watch some holiday movies again and uh, just hung out, man, just ready to get this 
this weekend, this week over and get to the holidays again. I'm just not so much for Christmas, just to be off. That's my favorite thing now. This is adult to have me off day. I don't care what day. It could be gay day. I'll have that motherfucker <laughs> off too. Shit. I don't care what day it is. Just let, as long as we get off, I'm off. God damn it. So let me out of this. But yeah, that's excited just to just to get to the end of the week here and getting heading more into the high. I still got some holiday shopping to do. I got a lot of holiday shopping to do. Every oh, time wow. I turn around, somebody wants something different. You know, so I'm ninety percent done. I've never oh, been yeah. so proud of myself to be this far down the road on far off my holiday shopping as I have been. I knocked out everybody probably like a couple of weeks ago. I Damn. only have a lot only have like a few gifts left. So that means I got like one more paycheck. I ain't gotta pay for no damn gifts. Yeah. Use my Christmas bonus on myself. Maybe That's I get some good. scratch offs and get a little bit lucky. And maybe I'll just take some set some money off to the side, like I told Sean a couple weeks ago. I Maybe me and my wife should go to the casino for New Year's. Yeah, my dad was just talking about that. We should. My dad always any day he. I know there ain't got to be no holiday. No, no, just but, Tuesday. Uh, we were thinking about it like the twenty third. We're just gonna head one of them. We don't. We didn't really care, but yeah, man, we should head on out there. Then Ryan, man, come on out there. We you don't gotta go crazy. Just have some fun. Get some beer. Hang out. I know you like going to Michigan for other reasons. Uh, it's not so bad to go up there sometimes, so we can go to the Fire Keepers or the one in, 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 in Indianapolis. So. A lot of good trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great trees up there. Uh, Ann Arbor is the tree capital. Didn't you know that? That's one of the best has one of the best tree scenery if you like trees. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, great road trips. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this man, let's just try to get to, to Christmas. Get, I got more gifts to give, like, like I said, but just trying to get to the end of the month here. That's all I'm worried about, so. Yeah, yeah. Just we try to make it to the end of the year. Yeah. Not not too much far as the cinema world that we got to be concerned about. Just Aquaman, and if you're into it, the new Wonka movie. But I think that's oh. going to be as far as like the end of the year. So pretty soon we're going to do our end of the year wrap up, yeah. top movies of the year. Maybe we'll do one special episode before we're out for the rest of the year. But yeah, that should be pretty much the plan for us for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty interesting year. I really have to Very. go back and look back at all the movies that I watched this year. It feels like it was a little bit lackluster as far as like the summer movies, but I don't know. Overall, like this Godzilla really raised the stakes for me as far as like what I'm anticipating for us any Godzilla movie moving forward. Yeah, oh, this one you're getting set, set up for failure. Then no, this one has really set the bar. Like I need to watch. Much, right? I need to watch more Japanese movies or something because they, they do. They know how to make a damn movie. I don't know what America's been doing, but we've been fucking up. I heard they only it was fifteen million dollars. Is how much they. It was the cost to make this movie. How the hell did they make something? But you would. It doesn't look. It looks. This looks like a hundred million dollar movie. You thought it was. It was. It was fucking awesome. It was. It was a one of the best movies I've seen this year. Way better than I expected. And and uh, I actually walked into that theater screening this week, thinking, okay, this has got to be overhyped a little bit, just like all these other big summer blockbuster movies big budget popcorn movies. I walked in, I expected, okay, it's not that good. I see all this hype about it. But this is one of those few movies that was, it, it literally blew me away. Mm. I, I, I'm still shocked at what I saw yeah. and the experience I had. And I didn't even expect the people I wouldn't saw the <coughs> movie with to even be able to sit through subtitles. But damn, if, if uh, they weren't blown away just as much as I was, that was, yeah. It, this is one of those few movies that uh, I think at the very, the worst thing you'll hear of anybody say about this new Godzilla minus one is it was a good movie. So it might not be their favorite movie of the year. Might not be one of the best monster movies ever, but I don't think anybody who watched this movie will say this is, I didn't like it. 
it, it was it was it was freaking awesome. It was, it was freaking awesome. <coughs> and even saying that, I still feel like you're underselling it a little bit. I was I, I, I was highly right. I was highly impressed and very entertained. But we'll get all to that. I need I need to reserve my excitement because I don't want to feel like I'm overselling the movie to the fans right now. I just want to give you my opinion. Ryan will give his opinion, and you guys go make the choice to go see it for yourself, and then you can decide. But all right, standing ovation. I'm gonna make mine short and sweet, man, and just. I'm gonna I'm gonna give somebody in this room like their their flowers right now. Same ovation this week for me going to Ryan Reynolds right now. What by far the best movie recommendation that I've been <laughs> given this year, Ryan? You I'm erasing every bad movie take that you've given this year. <laughs> Any bullshit you said on this podcast has been suspect. Any pause moment that you ever given us, all that has been eradicated in this moment because you gave me the best movie recommendation that I've gotten this year. I got to go see Godzilla minus one. I was teetering, teetering on the thought of going to see this movie. I was like, yeah, do I want to see it? Kind of, not really. But Ryan said it was good. He said it was awesome. I'm like, all right, man, if I'm going to go see it, man, maybe Ryan's overhyping the movie. Went to go see the movie. I can't believe it. Ryan underhyped the movie. Somehow <laughs> hyping up a movie, he underhyped it. I was I, like, I, I try not to overhype. I try. <laughs> you should have been Flavor Flav hyping up this damn movie, man. You should have been in the background, standing by the door, hyping everybody, going in. Like, man, Ryan should have been there, man, welcoming everybody. Like, hey, man, you you don't know what's going to happen, man. Get ready to have your socks blown off because this movie's going to just tear the roof off. You should have been doing one of those for Regal out there on this weekend. But yeah, standing ovation this week. Keep it short and sweet. Ryan Winters, man, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I highly appreciate you like convincing me to go out to watch this movie. I was not thinking about watching this movie, and I got to say, it was probably like the best decision I ever made listening to Ryan Winters. So, yeah, shout out to Ryan Winters, man. Stay in yeah. this week, man. Good job. Good job. Good damn job recommending this movie. A movie that wasn't a documentary. Hell no. No documentary. <laughs> no narration whatsoever. Great. Like I said, I ate popcorn, man. I cuddled with my wife, man. She stayed awake and everything. The stars aligned for me this weekend. Oh, my God. It was like the perfect movie weekend. I was like, this is this is incredible. I can't believe that I listened to Ryan and he actually turned out to be not just wrong, but wrong in the right way. Thank you very much, Ryan. I, I very much enjoyed my movie time. Thank you very much. Stand ovation to you this week. Uh, I'm not crying, guys. I promise. I promise. I'm not crying. He ain't crying. He lost his tear ducts two years ago. He cried too damn much. <laughs> That's good, man. I'm glad you got that one. All right. I'm going to pass this over to Sean. Sean, right. what you got for us this week? I'm going to go with someone who actually played in Godzilla, not this new one, but uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Broderick. Um, oh, yeah. Mr. Ferris Bueller yeah, himself. He played in the, I love that man. What's the 2000? Um, 1998 oh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, Whatever they called it. Which is... Uh, had all the hype in the world, and this this was a big letdown. I remember being excited to watch that, and just hearing about all this Godzilla that made me think of Matthew Broderick. I remember I asked this guy at work last week. I was like, "Man, what do you think about this Godzilla minus one?" He said, "Yeah, man, is that a uh, uh, like a continue on from the Matthew Broderick?" Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, "Hell no, that's an man. insult right there." <laughs> yeah, man, so he hasn't of... seen any of the Godzilla movies he since said Matthew, seen Broderick. Matthew Broderick in the 2014 Godzilla. That's it, like. The He's fact that sick. he brought that that's a bad up. representation yeah, yeah. of he, Godzilla. That not a good one. Matthew Broderick was in it, and it wasn't his fault that. It, well, I, it wasn't his fault that it sucked. But no, of course I like Matthew Broderick because he did play in Godzilla. But man, for me, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Who can hate that movie? You know, I mean, like that's a classic. Uh, we, you know, I'm not even Godzilla, but the movie Ferris Bueller itself is a classic. Um, I loved him in that. Um, 
He's got a lot of stuff over the years. He's 61 years old, guys. Yeah. Man, you know, he was... I mean, he's he was, younger than expected. He's been I around thought a long he was, time. I thought he was maybe 55. What? Yeah. This dude's it's, been young since the 80s. The 80s were 30 years ago. I guess because he was such a young actor. You know what I mean? 80s. It's hard to see some yeah. people grow up, I guess, when we've known him from like, since they were like a teenager. Right. Or like that. Uh, 1983, War <laughs> Games. Oh, of course. Uh, um, no Hard Feelings, 2023. Oh, yeah, he played uh, the Lord. parent. Yeah, he was her, the dude's parent, right? Yeah, he was a dad. Yep, yep. No Hard Feelings. With, uh, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that, to get that movie was stupid as hell. Um, I don't care. I saw Jennifer Lawrence naked, so I got my money. CGI. <laughs> she was naked? CGI. Yeah, my yeah, ass. No, you didn't actually see her. Oh, okay. A uh, movie called Painkiller, that's just 2023. I um, never watched that one. He was uh, Inspector Gadget. You guys remember Inspector Gadget? Yeah, I underrated. Do. I do yeah. enjoyed that Christmas movie. Deck the Halls from two thousand six. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks stupid. One that I watched in uh, social studies, Glory, uh, which was pretty sad. <laughs> social yeah. studies. <laughs> I say, Lord, yeah. Lord, 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 which was uh, pretty sad. That did I when Denzel has that tear. Um, coming down, that's a pretty sad scene. It's a great movie. Yeah, but he played uh, the general in their, in their little army, in their little brigade. Um, great, great, great movie. Um, the Cable Guy, which is another one who I think was way better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think I was, I thought it was going to be just a run in the mill, Jim Carrey's on the hot roll kind of thing. I didn't think it was going to be anything. I love Cable Guy. I thought that was pretty good. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Producers. From 2005, he was never in that. seen the play or the movie, but oh, I heard yeah. good things. Nope, I never seen that. Um, one movie that I talked about a couple months ago or weeks ago, Project X with the little monkeys that were flying in the jets. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, in that's, that. that's a good Project movie. X, X with the monkeys. Remember, they flying. had like these, um, they had to use the monkey as test pilots, yeah, and the monkeys were he was like the so was he a Russian or something? No, he was no. like uh, in charge of getting them to learn how to fly the flight simulator. And he was trying to pick the monkeys who were su- su- almost like Planet Apes, like when Supreme did this shit Smart. Come out? 1987. He was picking. Remember the monkeys were like I flying, seen it. No, I flying seen in like a jet simulator, and then they he let them go at the end, and they flew to like the, the they flew to the jungle. <laughs> it was real funny, but they were trying to replace the American pilots. Because they were getting killed. And with they were flying monkeys. Monkeys yeah. as pilots. So they weren't shooting monkeys in outer space. No. No, no. no. Train them to fly. Train them to fly jets. Wow. You gotta love the 80s. Yeah, it was definitely the 80s. The 80s all the way. He 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 falls for a monkey and he, he, he feels bad for him. Of course, he wants to let him free and all that kind of stuff. So that, that was 1987. Tower of Heights with uh, Eddie Murphy. Which we'll talk about here that later. That was pretty good movie. I thought that was all right. I thought that had a lot of you know people, a huge cast, a lot of people in that movie. Wait, what's the name of this movie? Tower Heist. Remember Matthew Eddie Murphy, Broderick, Matthew Broderick, Eddie Murphy, Ben Stiller, uh, Precious Girl. Oh, I remember, forgot. All yeah, about. I never really got around to seeing that. The, the it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked that movie. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Black Sea Blues. I've never seen that. That was 1988. I better be hearing about Reese Witherspoon here pretty soon. Daybreak. Are you talking about Election Day? Oh. Election, yeah. Election, yeah, I didn't yeah. get to that. It was here, right here, 1990 <laughs> election with Reese Witherspoon, yep. The B movie, I remember watching that. Uh, not thrilled to oh, watch damn, it. Oh, damn, I forgot about that. You talking yeah. about the Seinfeld movie with Chris Rock? B yeah. movie? Yeah, B movie. Yeah. Chris that Rock movie is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It is hilarious. Yeah. It's a little bit underrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. Yep. that was awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the Stepford Wives, not something I've seen. No uh, sure. Wasn't yeah. made for us. Nicole Kidman look good, but that movie ain't worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Uh, he's got a huge cast, a lot of stuff I've never heard of. Addicted to Love. He's been in some shows over there. I thought I'd give him a, a standing ovation. I'm not sure we've done him. I'm I don't think I have. Godzilla, yeah. and I was thinking of 
And when the guy said that, he said, "Yeah, you remember the Matthew? You talking about the Matthew Broderick guy?" <laughs> I was like, "Hell no! We ain't talking that, about that." That was think very insulting. Yeah, that is very. He's like, "It's like a continue on to that." I was like, "That was just a big ass iguana running around." That would get the hell out of here. That shit was not what I thought it was going to be. And apparently, this Godzilla minus one is something else. So it is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna give my standing ovation to Matthew Broderick, 61 years old, been around for a while. It's definitely a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That I don't know anybody who hated that movie. That is a great. My kids watch that movie. Oh, they love that movie. From so, New yeah. York, Manhattan, New York. He looks like he's from New he's York. He's from Manhattan. Yeah, he's from Manhattan. So Matthew Broderick for me tonight. Great, great, great guy. I like Shout that. out. Always been a fan. Good stand ovation. Good stand ovation. Very good stand ovation. All right, Ryan, what you got for us? What you got? Well, first of all, let's do a little curveball here. I expect nothing less from you. <laughs> Trivia time for your asses. Damn, man, you, right. got re- you got ready for this one real quick. All right. All right. I, I wish I was better prepared. So this is going to be a minor trivia. But we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, let me put my we, phone down before yeah, you say yeah, I'm cheating. Yeah, phone's away. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust nobody yeah. out here. Florida <laughs> <You got> elections. <laughs> All right. We'll start with just some real general movie trivia here real general and uh we got six questions two different formats oh is it multiple choice i do better at multiple choice i'll I'll remember that not tonight you have to give i'll I'll, I'll remember that we struggle it's gotta be like a ged test (laughs) (laughs) i'll remember that okay mission impossible the first one possibly okay but well, how many movies in are we? This is, I think they're at what seven now. Seven, yeah. Um, you got Vin Rames. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the guy that makes those English movies? Uh, oh, Simon oh, Pegg. Sean of the Dead, dude. Sean, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, the white guy that looks like Justin Timberlake, his ex-wife. White was, guy that looks and like Ghost, Justin Timberlake. Ghost Protocol, my favorite Mission Impossible. Um. The light-skinned black girl. Uh, she oh, was in Ghost Paula Pro- Patton? There we go. Yep, his ex-wife. They've had some pretty good uh, co-stars here. They have, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, Paula Patton, was she married to Robin Thicke? There we go. Robin Thicke. Thank yeah. you, Sean. Yeah. I couldn't think of that guy's name. Yeah. Robin Thicke, yep, she was. I think they're divorced now, and I'm yeah, saying he was I'm out there Paul. grabbing ass. Yeah, he got caught up. <laughs> he loafed that up. Man. He loafed that up real Damn, bad. He loafed it up bad. Yeah. There is only one co-star outside of Tom Cruise in the entire Mission Impossible series whose name was not mentioned in the end credits. And that actor or actress specifically asked that that did not happen. What's that actor's name or actress? So, all right, say the question like an actor or actress whose name is not in the credits? In the end credits for Mission Impossible. They're not mentioned in the credits. And we're talking about all the missions. All the Mission Impossibles, one through seven. Is it the girl from, um, that played in um, Doctor Sleep? Um, Uh, Rebecca Ferguson? Rebecca Ferguson? Oh, I'm I'm a big fan of hers. It's not her? It's not. I'm a big fan of hers. Anthony Hopkins? Damn, good choice. It's not him either. Good choice. Yeah, he was. He was briefly in the second. He one. He was briefly in the second one and highly advertised. You thought he was going to be one of the main characters. Oh. He was in that movie for like two minutes. He's hard. That's a hard one. I don't. I can't think of. I gotta think about all the actors and actresses has been in these franchises. Is it Henry Cavill? 
another good choice. Not not it. Good choice, Sean. You guys, you guys are bl- very impressive. Very impressive. Damn, I gotta. You pick. guys, good picks. And let me know when you guys run out of time. I'll be happy to. <laughs> no, because I'm thinking about all the cool stories yeah. that he's had thus far in this whole entire franchise. I can't think that far back. Think about um, Emilio Estevez. That's it. Really? Emilio, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. I, my clue was about to say think back to some of your <laughs> favorite childhood movies. Because I was just watching Men at Work. That might have been my hidden gym for this week. <laughs> oh, Emilio. Me, uh, oh. Dad, I love Men at Work. Oh, that's a yeah. great oh, fucking movie. Yeah, right this the, the oh. Mighty Ducks do. Emilio. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> yeah. Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be gets that every time he goes out. I'm getting tired of it. I'll call and my fucking he turned name. around. And he said, <laughs> and he tipped my and he tipped his hat like this. I oh, like Emilio. Oh, oh. Oh. I feel bad for him. Everybody probably walked up oh, to him like man. that. They did, yeah. Night the Rock's very fucked That's up. That's a hard life. one, man. I, didn't, I wouldn't have got that. Emilio one. Estevez. Oh, uh, That's yeah, Charlie you, Sheen's brother. Yep. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Shit. He would have yes. had a better career if he just got the last name <laughs> of everybody else. Hell yeah, he did Buddy Ducks, and I didn't see him since. Besides the minute, what you said, minute work. Yeah, yeah. minute work. Yeah. A shout out to Keith David. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. He was like supervising <laughs> for the day or something like that. <laughs> he ended up getting to some shit. That's one of the funniest movies of all time. Oh, oh my God, I love that movie. That movie so is much so underrated. <laughs> oh. Yeah, very great. All right. All right. Let's so take I... it back to Sean's favorite decade, the 80s. All right. It's, I still think that, uh, and thank you, Sean, because there's no, I probably would have missed out on Hot Tub Time Machine if it wasn't for you. <laughs> and that was one of the funniest movies I ever that seen was, in my life. Yeah, that was a good one. And, and the older I get, I, I, I'm starting to feel more like the John Cusack <laughs> era. So Cusack character in that oh, movie. Yeah. I, I don't like the 80s as much as a lot of other people do. I, I, there's a lot of good stuff, but I do think there's more bad than good in the 80s. Your life is so much better <laughs> than that John Cusack character. <laughs> Remember... He had to stand outside the door and listen to his sister get impregnated <laughs> by his friend. Yeah. Your life will never be that bad. <laughs> to hear, some, hear your friend go like fucking double overtime <laughs> on your sister. Double overtime. <laughs> oh my. And it had to happen or they weren't going to make it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. That had to be one of the funniest things I've seen in the movie. That was funny that as That movie hell. was way funnier than I thought uh, it was going to uh, be. I, I, we're not worse than the guy from uh, Back to the Future with the missing arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. They right. Like, Here it goes. Right. Here it goes. Here it comes. <laughs> God damn it. It didn't happen. Yeah, you see Craig Robinson, man, where's your missing fucking arm, man? Come on. You got to hurry up. <laughs> oh, man. They're hilarious. Yeah, that was I, great. I, 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 I'm still shocked I survived that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the best recommendations Sean's ever get. He, he, Sean deserves a standing <laughs> ovation for recommending that. I would have missed out on that damn movie. And they made, a, they made one more or two more. I know they made another one. It they was made not, one more. The it, second one wasn't that good. not that funny. That's Craig Robinson wasn't in it, I don't think. I don't think he was. He was. I think John Cusack wasn't in it. Yeah. I think they he he ended up leaving, and they just went on without him, and it still wasn't that damn good. No. It was a bald, chubby guy. He was the main character. He's funny. He's funny. He's funny, He has his moments. But, yeah, he was better served as a supporting character. Oh, yeah. He couldn't lead nothing. Yeah. Right. Big time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to side. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Let's take it back to the 80s. There's a certain show I'm sure you guys have all heard of called The Twilight Zone. Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever see the Twilight Zone movie? With the thing on the edge of the plane and the dude was tripping real yes. bad? Yeah, I saw John, that. John Lithgow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Lithgow, that's the dude from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I remember. Yep, yep. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah, dude. Wait, Ball wait, wait. Dude. John Planet Lithgow? of the Apes. Not John Lithgow. John Lithgow was the guy with the plane story. He was the one seeing stuff on the plane. The Are you talking about the Planet of the Apes, like the first one with <coughs> yeah. Vince Franco? Yeah, yeah that was, he, he had, was the dad because he had, he had like a, uh, John Lithgow was in that first yeah, one? Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. Yeah, remember he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he was using like the medicine like to help like uh, fix his uh, father's Alzheimer's. Ricochet, dude. Yeah, Ricochet. He was the yeah, guy. Yeah, I know Ricochet. John Lithgow. I don't remember him in uh, the first Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he was his dad. Yeah, he was the father. He was his dad. James Franco's dad. Yeah, huh. I just I have to don't remember that. Yeah, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep yeah, Ricochet and and that movie. Yeah. When I think James Lithgow, that or, those are the movies I think of. Yeah. Or Third Rock from the Sun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, three separate storylines in that movie. Have you heard the story of the behind the scenes stuff with? Uh, Twilight Zone movie from 1983? Yeah. Is that the one where somebody died on the set? Three people died. From like a, a helicopter stunt going yep. wrong or something exactly. like that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. They got decapitated by the, the helicopter blade. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, fucking I'm, terrible. Jesus Christ. Um, So that movie had three separate direct... Have, you guys have both seen that movie, by the way, right? It's been a while. It's been a very I remember long time. little stuff. All right, so you, you do remember Dan Aykroyd popping up at the beginning saying, uh, do you want to see something really scary? You don't remember that scene? I don't. Remember. I don't. What? It's been so long since I've seen it. Well, you guys are in for a treat. You guys are in for a treat when you see that Twilight Zone movie. Because in my childhood, that was one of the scariest scenes ever. Those two guys riding in that truck and Dan Aykroyd telling the guy driving, do you want to see something really scary but that movie had three separate movie directors so uh do you remember the part about the uh the there was three separate storylines in that twice on do you remember the kid who was um who had pretty much mind control over the entire town and whatever he thought could make happen so everybody was terrified of him you guys don't remember I don't. You guys are definitely not gonna get it's, it. It's been, yeah. it's been such a long that's time since old. I've that's, seen that's that movie. Been, that's one seen as a kid. Uh, yeah. It's been a while. Um, Steven Spielberg directed that portion with the kid who had control over that town. The first scene, it had a uh, a white male lead. That's the guy who got decapitated in the helicopter accident. He was pretty much a bigot, so he had to go back to some of the worst times in history, including Nazi Germany in Vietnam and learn how racism can affect other people. That was his, that was his irony. That's, that's, that was directed by John Landis from thriller music video and, um, American werewolf in Paris and London fame. The third scene with John, with, um, John Lithgow and there's something that monster on the plane that had a third director who was the director of that sequence in the Twilight Zone movie. Wes Craven? Good pick. It's not him. Damn, I would never. Three different directors. We're talking about John Landis, legend, Steven Spielberg, legend. John Carpenter? And in my, nope. Another good pick. Not too not too far. Not yeah. too far off, though. Yeah, keep, I might need a hint or two about this one because I, uh, I have no idea even where to start. Uh, gave Mel Gibson his career start. Where did he Mel. start? 
Um, <laughs> when I think about Mel Gibson, I just what you think like it, Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah. No, I'm, well, there I'm you go. You're on the, you're on the right track. No pun intended. I'm not thinking about George Miller or anything. There you go, George Is it Miller. George Miller. George Miller. Wow. Yeah, he directed that something on the plane. Yeah, huh. really. Yep. yep, Twilight Zone movie. Even though it was uh, not the best movie of that year or that or of that decade, I enjoyed it growing up. And yes, John Landis, Steven Spielberg, and George Miller were the three directors for that movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, two Asian kids and a grown man in his fifties got their heads cut off. <laughs> and a, it, it was it's bad. Uh, John Landis. There's a lot of people who hate John Landis because he was actually breaking the law. They do have child labor laws in the movie industry, which is very much needed. And he was pretty much paying those kids' parents out of under the table, tax free, just giving them cash, just so they could shoot at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and be around real-life pyrotechnics. That will never happen again in the movie industry because of that. And, yeah, John Landis, uh, that was, that was. I understand the hate, but you directed Thriller. So uh, it was, he didn't expect, nobody expected that to happen. I do feel bad. I no, do feel bad. That was, <laughs> that was one of these, that's like had to be one of the scariest things that could happen, especially when you're working on a movie set that, you have to feel for your safety and somebody like dying on the set. That that's probably like one of the worst fears, like an actor or even like stunt doubles. God bless all of you. Cause I have a high regard for like stunt doubles. Like anybody that does that work, the stunt coordinator, you guys have a hard task at hand. Like, thank God the safety protocols are a lot like different than it was back then. Even though we had that incident with that rust set with uh, Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I like to say they made some improvements, but good God, I'm like, that had to be, and I was scared the shit out of me for making any kind of movie ever again. No helicopters. I don't want to be around anything like that. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to retire. Yeah, it was I'm bad. Just, it was very bad. As soon as I heard that, it almost felt like they made a movie about like what happened to that movie. Yeah, it they was, really did. It, it's a little so bizarre to hear that. I was like, really? That's what happened on the set of that movie? It's awful. It, it's absolutely awful. Like, it kind of rivals, like, what happened with uh, Jason Lee, like him dying on the set of The Crow. Would you rather get uh, shot by a real bullet or get your head cut off by a helicopter? Oh, just shoot me. Just shoot me. (laughs) I'm with you on that. You're not going to feel a thing, though. Get your head cut off. And it makes it worse. There was two kids. Yeah. Two kids. That is so sad. Oh, man. God bless everybody involved in that one. Condolences to the families. But that, 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 that was horrible when I heard about that. Sorry. Yeah, big time. Big time. The curveball still coming. I, I promise. I got. I'm about to say that base. wasn't the curveball. Let's keep it going. Let's see. I promise. All right, we got four more questions, and let's get some audio going here. Oh. Name the movie. Bonus points if you can name the actor in the movie. And uh, okay, I'm paying attention. <laughs> here we go. All right. Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's uh, brilliant. Brilliant. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. My bad. That was brilliant. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm extremely sorry. All right, let's let's take off the silencer here. Let's try this one more time. That was brilliant. <laughs> Bonus points plus one Tommy so far. Sean, you got some catching up to do. All right. I didn't hear nothing played yet. So. <laughs> right. Here we go. 
What the what? hell? Rip my goddamn arm off. Can you name the actor? Oh, I might have heard that I got to hear that again. Yeah, I was not expecting that thing. And he, quick hint, I, I promise you guys, every audio selection I've chosen for tonight, I'm pretty sure you guys have both seen, and I think all three of us are fans of these movies. Rip my goddamn arm off. Let's try it. Let's try it one more time. Uh, you guys should at least be able to guess the actor. Oh, all that stupid. I ripped my goddamn arm off. Do you Sean? even know the actor? I, Sean, yeah, this might uh, be you. You're pretty good at voices. Yeah, I know. Wait a minute. I, might have, I, I, I almost thought I had it. Rip my goddamn arm off. That's tough. That's a tough one. I might need a little bit more of a hint. No, I I can't think of it because the voice doesn't sound that familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that. My goddamn! You arm. pick one hell of a scene because I can't remember the scene for shit. Uh, I'm a big fan of this movie, huge fan. Oh, rip my goddamn! I, I guarantee you, this is one of our favorite actors. All right, can you one tell us thing. what genre of this? Oh, all that stupid! Now rip my goddamn arm off! <laughs> I guess the genre would technically be called Western. It's a Western movie. Oh, oh. Uh, is it? Is it Jeff Bridges? Hey, wait a minute. Is Sean, it, do you have a different choice? Was it? Oh, stupid. Is it something from Django? Very close. Both of you guys are very, very close. Stupid. Rip my goddamn arm off. This is a Western Western James. Godzilla's pretty popular right now. Think about Godzilla and Apple Plus. Kurt Russell? There you go. Is that oh, Kurt Russell? That, that is, is Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. That yeah. is Kurt Russell. Huh, I wouldn't have got that. Oh, I hear the what voice the movie? Is it Big Trouble in Little China? No. Favorite of mine. Oh, but not, it's not Big Trouble. Goddamn arm off. Is it Tombstone? No, not Tombstone. Is the, a little is, more recent. Is it a Western? Oh, Hateful Eight. There we go. Oh, yep. Damn, man, you, got really got me, yeah, you really got me. You really had me fucking stuck. Yeah. Damn. I hear it now that you said it, but I didn't hear it before that. I couldn't. I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah, that was um, when uh, the 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 female prisoner that Kurt Russell had as a bounty hunter, uh, he was Samuel Jackson was telling telling them that he had a letter from Abraham Lincoln. Oh. And she spit on it, and he punched her, and they both fell out the wagon. That was that scene. I, I love Kurt Russell's character in Hateful Eight. I, I, that was. There's a top three Kurt Russell characters. Hateful Eight. His character is John Ruth the Hangman is uh-huh. in there. That was my favorite character of that movie. Uh-huh. Well, I stumped y'all on that. Damn, surprised. you really did. Yeah, it got me. <coughs> All right, man, you're pretty good at this trivia, man. Maybe you should try this more <laughs> let's, often. Let's see, we got three more. Get some hard ones. All right, go let's ahead. see if you guys can get this one. I'm going to be disappointed if you guys don't get this. Damn it, man. It I am going so to be familiar. disappointed. I know. I'm overthinking I promise that. you guys. Yeah, yeah, you guys have seen this movie. I, I guarantee it. All these movies I made sure. Is that I, John I, Travolta? Not John Travolta. Can't live with him. Can't kill him. Can you play one more time for us? You got it. 
kill him. <laughs> he's obviously getting in the car at the time. He's talking to somebody else. And the person he's talking to is a huge movie star. I'm talking about as big as it gets as a movie star. Do you know who the actor is? No. It sounds it sound so familiar, though, the voice. I'm sure it does. Yeah, he's a very familiar voice. No, because when I first heard it, it sounded like it was Randy Quaid. But I was like, no, I don't think that's Randy Quaid. Think about a... Uh, oh, wait. Is that Tom Arnold in True Lies? <laughs> yes. Way to go, Tommy. Ah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm shit. very impressed. That's oh, a good one. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. That is very impressive. Yeah. I was about to... My next clue was about to think a DMX movie that had Steven Seagal in it. I was about to be my next You're clue. taking me back in all these movies. I got to go back. Because I had to then. think about it because I was like, oh, man, he's talking about. So immediately the first thing that popped in my head is like women can't live with them, can't kill them. I was like, oh, fuck, man. He, and immediately Jamie Lee Curtis popped into my head. I was like, oh, fuck. True that's lies. That's Tom Arnold. That's pretty sweet. Oh, damn. Tommy, damn. You're crushing me. I didn't get none of these. I I, I didn't. I, I'm shocked. I didn't. I thought you. I, I'm shocked. Tommy nailing that true lies. I am very impressed. I'm shocked very that Sean impressed. didn't get it because I thought Sean set the standard for nailing like the voice <laughs> act. I, I couldn't. I couldn't think of the voice. I must not have heard his voice enough. Tom Arnold. And yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a. I didn't watch Roseanne. Myself. That's the only thing I know him from is Roseanne. I mean, of course, True Lies, and he played like that DMX movie. Was it? Was it DMX? He was with? Oh, yeah. DMX. Steve was a Cradle to the Grave Cradle or something? Cradle to the Grave. One of them. Romeo Must Die or one of those? No, it wasn't Romeo Must Die. That was like Jet Li. Was I mean, Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, exactly. That was what Anthony the hell Anderson. was that name? That, that was. That was Romeo Must Die. Yeah, well, exit Anthony Wounds. Anderson. Exit Wounds. Yeah. yeah. Exit Wounds. Yeah. That was Exit Wounds. Mm-hmm. All right. Two more. Okay. And for this next one, um, I just want to say that um, Tommy, Sean, your better halves have made very good impressions on me. Great people. Holly, Lacey, you guys, uh, please treat them well. They've, you guys are doing doing well in the woman department. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes. here, home. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Taking care I, of our women out here. <laughs> it's, not e- it's not easy keeping a good woman happy. You guys are doing a great job. And, yeah, both your ladies. You your know why? Because ain't no such thing as a happy woman. <laughs> I'd be right about that. As soon as you make them happy about something, they're unhappy about something else. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, I took the trash out. Oh, but you didn't put the new bag in. <laughs> like Damn it, woman. Can relate to that. We'll get to my Godzilla story as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I want to get on your guys' level. Believe that. Um, next time I introduce you to my better half. This is the reaction I want to hear from both of you guys. Next okay. time I introduce you to a lady friend, this is the reaction I want to hear from both Tommy and Sean. Next time I introduce you to a lady friend of mine. Okay, making a mental note. Go. Oh, sorry. You want us to shoot her? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I messed that one up. I messed that one up. Pow, pow, pow. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man, I messed that one up. I'm sorry. I I, I was recording, and didn't know it. <laughs> I I do apologize. Oh, shit, that was funny. Oh, like, sorry. damn, did she just crash your car? Sorry, sorry. You was a capper. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was, that, oh shit, that was funny. I'm that sorry. was funny. I messed that one up. <laughs> well, that, that's, oh, so <laughs> this is what oh, I want to hear from okay, you and Tommy, okay. and right. then we'll get to the one after that. Here she got out. Great ass. And you got 
<laughs> oh, that's uh, that's Al Pacino. <laughs> nice, Sean. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Is that that's the Al Pacino? Really? That's from um. That is Al Pacino. That's from uh, uh any given Sunday. Nope. Huh? No. Devil's he Advocate. Actor. Devil's Advocate. Is it? Is it Devil's Advocate? No. Nope. It's not Damn. from um. It's not Got from um. What's his movie with the? Damn! I can't think of this shit. Uh, damn, he's got a lot of movies. Like one for the money? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It wasn't. Um, I'm definitely not picking that shit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know the movie. I know that was a great ass. This is uh, top, probably top ten movie for me. Top ten movie for me. The Godfather. You're getting close. Was he it, in Godfather too? Yes. Yep. Uh, Al Pacino is the only actor that's in all three Godfathers. Um, what's his movie with the? I can't think. I don't think it's him because he had like a, a Cuban accent. That don't sound Carlito's way. Carlito way. It's not Carlito's way. Now what's the other? Not yeah, Carlito's way. But what's um Donnie Brasco? Oh man, all that? these uh the Donnie Brasco, Carlito's way, same time period, but a superior movie. Damn, he makes too many fucking movies. <laughs> Holy shit, I would chill. Shout out to you. <laughs> you got some great dialogue. Oh, yeah. uh, fuck. I'm really stumped on this one. I'm super- Getting the voice was not the hard part. Yeah. He's always screaming. Yeah, yeah. I knew I know it sounds like his, literally yeah. like 75% of his movies. Well, uh, it's not. Um... You got your head all the way up. Think about 90s actresses. I'll, I'll say uh, Ashley Judd's in this movie. Well, I was not thinking of that. Um, Ashley Judge. Damn, that's I ain't exactly. heard that name in a long <laughs> time. Uh, what's the hell? Val Kilmer. Is it Heat? Yep. Heat. Really? Yep. Oh, damn. Yep. Well, Ashley Judge was in Whistless, w- yeah. Witness Protection. If you and said Robert, like, De- yeah, I wouldn't have got Of course, Robert, I, I yeah. couldn't give that away. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Robert. Yeah, well, as soon as he said Val Kilmer, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, that, that eliminates a lot right there. <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah. I do the voice. I, that voice is pretty familiar. So yeah, you guys are pretty pretty freaking close. Yeah, but that was a scene when uh, he was uh, pretty much br- uh, bringing in Hank Azaria into witness protection, saying, "Hey, we got you on this old case. We know you've been banging this gr- this uh, suspect's wife. So if you don't work for us, you're going to jail." You know what's so crazy about this? I know there's like a lot of people listening to this podcast screaming at us the answer. Yeah, I know. Like we can't hear <laughs> you. No, we're, we're sorry. Shit. I know a lot of y'all probably thinking like, "Damn it, how the hell did they not notice?" Hey, man, on the spot, like we can't just think of this right away. Right. And, and both of us, we are not cheating. We're not looking at our phones. I know. Trying to look at the movie list. I, I can vouch for that. They are not. But damn, that that was a really good one, man. You you pick some really good clips. You know what? I'm gonna top this like in, in the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm get, y'all gonna get trivia. I'm gonna go ape shit on mine. All, All right. right, looking forward to that. All right, last one. All right, and I'm gonna be disappointed if Sean doesn't get this one. So okay. if Sean doesn't it, pressure on Sean doesn't get this right. I'm going to be disappointed. All right, you guys got a sneak peek on accident, so I do apologize. But let's see if you guys can pick this movie. That's Predator. Predator 2. <laughs> it's not. I'm about to say, there's no way in hell you picked that gunfight out. 
<laughs> I uh, get. I pe- <laughs> no, do it again. Sure, you got it. Back to back, some of the funniest screams in movie history. All right, to be fair, Uh, it does sound like Predator 2 when it's shooting the Cubans in that warehouse. That does sound like that. That's a good choice, Sean. A very good choice. I heard. Did you hear the dogs? I heard dogs. You heard the dogs. Okay. There you go. And like I said, I guarantee you guys, you have all seen every movie that we've picked, and y'all know that these are some of my favorite movies of all time. Isn't that Batman? I'm about to say, is is it Batman like when the dog got thrown off the roof? Is that the is that the clip? Uh, you no, picked? he punched him over a balcony. Okay. Oh, I, I, my, heard, my I hear the dog barking. Wait a minute, I, I, I you I got it, I'm... Sean. You got it. It is Batman: The Dark Knight. Okay. But that is uh, when uh, the uh, Russian gangsters are meeting into that parking lot in the first fifteen twenty minutes, and there he six the dogs on the fake Batmans that show up before the real. Okay, Batman yeah, yeah. Okay. And Scarecrow sprays one of the fake Batmans with the it's with not, the gas. Not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> It yeah. was before, right before the. No, oh. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Okay, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Sean got it. I'm I'm very impressed. Very impressed. So you guys did a pretty good job. I did not make it easy. You guys did a <laughs> good job. That was tough. Yeah. Good job. And I I sorry. I didn't want to take you guys off guard. With that real quickly. My staying ovation. Uh, got notified about a movie that I loved growing up. It brought back one of my childhood crushes. And just going back through some of the early 90s movies, I just wanted to give a shout-out to two actresses I had a crush on, and I'm pretty sure you guys both had a crush on as well. I'm about to say, what you mean had? Like you don't have a crush on them anymore? Well, this is one of the uh, – I, I want to give a shout-out just because their careers really didn't do anything after the, the notable roles they had. So uh, first, want to give a shout-out to Alicia Rogers who was the uh, female attraction for the character Duncan in 1992's Class Act starring Kid and Play. I uh, There are certain actresses, Cameron Diaz in, in The Mask, Halle Berry and James Bond, Die Another Day, or Catwoman. Certain actresses just stand out for looking fine as hell. Alicia Rogers... As the bully's girlfriend in 1992's Class Act, the guy Wedge in Class Act, who... Wait, I'm, I'm trying to look her a up. A striking resemblance to Zion Williams. This is one of the finest females to ever grace a movie screen. Now, I'm shocked her career didn't do anything yet. If uh, this is... Um, Boys oh, in the Hood. Ricky, Ricky's baby mama from Ricky's Boys in the Hood. Ricky's baby mama from Boys in the Hood, Yes. And if you look up her internet movie database, you will literally see she did absolutely nothing after Boys in the Hood and Class Act. She pre she has three or four other credits and little short films you guys and myself included have never heard of. But her small role in Boys in the Hood and a slightly larger role in the 1992 movie Class Act, which is a comedy classic, freaking hilarious. No disagreement there. That is one of the finest I have ever seen a female look on the movie screen, and it's just baffling. Oh, man, I know why you picked her. I know why you had her. All right, it's starting to all make sense. All right, then, this is the intervention. Sean, join in if you, you want to. You picked this chick because she looks like a modern-day Meg Stallion. 
You know, What's her name she, she kind of does. I saw her I in class. I'm like, she looks exactly. I didn't. I didn't, like Megan I didn't put those two the two together. I, What's, I her, What's didn't. her name again? Uh, Alicia Rogers. Right. She's not a movie right. star. Pass that over to Sean. That's who Sean. She is. You've seen Class Act before. Yeah, kid like Sean. Sean, that's who she is on my phone. Her right there. Yeah. Oh, oh I remember her. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm telling you. Um, just like most kids our age. We're getting their first boners looking at Cameron Diaz in the mask with Jim Carrey. That was me looking at her in class act. But she is actually talented and ex- a lot of charisma, very likable. I'm just shocked. She looked good right there. She, yeah, she always, yeah. that's class act. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, she always yep. looks good. She's fucking awesome. And then, uh, yeah, Alicia Rogers, uh, shout out to you for, uh, yeah, giving me some of my earlier um, arousement. <laughs> as as a preteen, man. Um, a year or two after that, Mister Wesley Snipes decided to uh, join a skydiving team in the movie Drop Zone, and uh, yeah, outside of the the bald headed girl from Free Willy, uh, this was and the <laughs> aforementioned uh, Alicia Lori Rogers. Petty. Yeah. That, that's sure. her name, Lori Petty. Tank oh, yeah, girl. From, that's Tank yeah. girl. Free Willy, yeah, Tank Girl, yeah, oh, that's her. Oh, like okay, her and and uh, I guess uh, somewhat of a hidden gem uh, in the army now. Oh heck, yeah, to Polly Shore. Oh man, David Allen Greer, David Allen Greer. Yeah, that's great. I, I was a big fan of her. <laughs> that's a funny movie. David Allen Greer, happy damn rolling. movie, very yeah. underrated to me. Oh yeah, very. And Polly Shore was actually in Class Act for that. Uh, yeah, he was a weasel. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he yes, always, he was. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Pauly Shore had a had a, a hell of a moment. A decent. If one, you man. can't talk about the '90s without talking about Pauly Shore, Encino Man. Oh man, we're talking about MTV. Man yeah, he was the man. Yeah, he was. He was hilarious. You, you ever seen Biodome? Yes, <sighs> begrudgingly, it's it's, it's somewhat man. of a tolerable movie. I, will vouch I felt for that like movie. I was something that was like a uh, something that I. I didn't like a lot, but I kept watching it. You know, what I mean, that uh, son-in-law. Yeah. Had a Hilarious. Car- had a Carla Giorgino, I believe, like when she was younger. Yeah, Jury Duty. Remember yeah. the movie Jury Duty? Because yeah. it came out right around the OJ case. Only yeah. reason that movie got made. Yeah, shout out to Pauly Short, Pauly man. Short, yeah. But he, he you guys have seen Drop Zone, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have seen Drop Zone. While, Remember yeah. the girl who was um, teaching him how to skydive? I do. I don't remember. Super, she, she was fine as hell. Man, I had a crush on her. Yancey Butler is her name. And uh, she uh, unfortunately never did anything bigger than Drop Zone. So, yeah, her two biggest roles were the uh, shitty John Clyde Van Damme movie, Hard Target. I know it's got its fan base. It's directed by John Woo. That movie's still a piece of shit. Hard Target. She was in that Drop Zone. And two other movies I haven't seen. She was actually in uh, Lake Placid 3 and 4. I didn't even know they even had that. <laughs> I didn't know that movie. Even <laughs> Damn, straight this. to video. Straight to video. Alligator had babies. Man. And two movies <laughs> I liked that I don't remember her in, actually. Kick-Ass 1 and 2. I don't remember her being in that, but apparently the girl from Drop Zone was in Kick-Ass 1 and 2 with your boy Nick Cage. I don't remember her being in this I don't movie. either. I was looking up her credits before this, but uh, yeah, shout out to my Two of my top five biggest crushes before I was a teenager, Alicia Rogers, Yancey Butler, looked like they were going to blow up in Hollywood in their 20s and then really didn't do much since. But your mark was left on me, and 
that's more than most actresses can hope to achieve. You guys made my day. Oh. Nancy Butler, Alicia Rogers, shout out to you guys. Oh, I'm sure y'all still looking good wherever y'all at. Mm-hmm. Hope your family's doing well also. Shout out to y'all. Good standing ovation. And thank you for the trivia, by the way. I, I like it when you actually have a stunt trying to figure out the answer. That was actually that was actually far more entertaining than I think it was supposed to be. I'm surprised that I got Tom Arnold's. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm very impressed. You guys, that was a good one. Yeah, that one, that guy, I wouldn't. I don't know his voice like that. I mean, I now that you said now I can hear it, but I wouldn't have got Tom Arnold on that one. I was way off base. That's a good one. Good, good stuff. Good job. Good uh, job, uh, Ryan. Great job on your your guys' part. All right, so binge worthy this week. I, I still haven't watched anything outside of a uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. So far, it's still pretty good. I'm still waiting for it to pick up the pace. But you know what the sad part is? After watching this Godzilla movie, I feel like everything after that is going to look like you know Looney Tunes mm-hmm. to me. It's going to look goofy and it's going to look so damn you know lesser than and bizarre and not even worthy of my time trying to watch a monster movie. But unfortunately, that's the bar that's been set by Japan at their movie market. But right now, yeah, that's all I've been binging this week is uh, uh, Monarch uh, Legacy of Monsters on Apple+. Plus. So anybody got anything else? None. I started I started watching um, Hard Knocks. I got about 10 really? minutes in. The yeah. Dolphins? The Dolphins one is on there, but I didn't finish it, so I didn't get too far. Uh, but I want to continue watching that. That looks that looks pretty dope. Uh, I had to tell my dad about that. Oh, yeah, they got oh, that on there. My he dad has to a watch huge that. Dolphins fan. He's the only Dolphins fan I know. So, uh, yeah, he's pretty hyped about the Dolphins. So, yeah, I didn't get the chance to watch too much of it, but I started and we ended up doing something else. So, uh, yeah, I saw that. It's on Max if you want to watch uh, uh, Hard Knocks uh, featuring the Dolphins and the in-season Hard Knocks, which is pretty dope. They've only been doing that for like two years. So, Who's the Dolphins coach again? Uh, Mike McDaniel. He's real young. This is dude, he the dude that they're claiming is biracial? Yeah, he doesn't look like it. What? Yeah, he's he says he's biracial. Biracial with what? I don't black know. Is he mixed with? Like he he black. is like the definition of Negro light if I've ever seen it. I he don't see that. I thought he was Mexican and white. <laughs> I thought he was I don't Hispanic see any black when I first saw him. But exactly, I, Hispanic. Yeah, it looks like it. I thought it was just a little white guy, but he said he's he's biracial because they were naming all the black cultures in the NFL. And I saw his face. I was like, they must have got this wrong. Like, <laughs> ESPN fucking up like he fucking artwork again. Yeah, he must have a license. <laughs> but no, they they yeah. they're counting him as biracial. And I was like, oh. Like his dad must be like an eighth black. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I, I, I don't see it, but all right, his, I guess. His dad, I'll be sure. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to I'll be sure. Oh, man. we heard a song the other day, and I was like, I saw the Lacey. It was we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'll be sure was on. I was like, you know who that is? She's like, oh, who's that? Keep sweat. I was like, oh my god, that's I'll be sure. All man. right, that, same era. She was, same she was, era. It was like far the off. new Jack but Swing yeah, era. Yeah, she, she was Keith close. Sweat is dark. And he's, yeah, <laughs> yes. but. No, I'll be sure it was the band. Yeah, Keith yeah. Sweat be whining all the damn yeah. time. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, he be begging for that booty. Women loved him. Yeah, he still they still love him. No, he still has his market. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he can still tour damn near anywhere and still make his money. Oh, so, for yeah. sure. He play all his old stuff. He'll bring him. Everybody be backing it. So. No, he still got the Beijing hairline. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LeBron need to talk to him, see what the hell's going on. Uh, Ryan, you got any binge worthy? I'm gonna save mine. I, I'm keeping up with Project Monarch. There's a uh, HBO Max show and a Tubi show. I want to delve in a little bit in further detail next week, so I'll save my binge worthy comments. But uh, yeah, uh, this Monarch Legacy show continues to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to satisfy its target fan base, even though I. 
did a deep dive into that, thinking that I must be the target fan base as far as male monsters find females. But I do think there is a younger fan base as well who are monster fanatics. I don't think this this series has enough of that to satisfy that fan base because the other monsters outside of Godzilla have been a letdown, and I don't f- expect the younger fans f- to have the same appreciation for Kurt Russell that we have. But it's okay. I, I'll, I'll I'll save my uh, binge-worthy time for, for next week. But, okay. yes, yeah, Hard Knocks is also <coughs> highly recommended. I think we're two episodes in. This is this is just as good as it's always been. I just never been into Hard Knocks. I never really watched it. So, no, I just I, – I don't have interest in it, and I just don't really care about the, the Dolphins. I didn't care about it. When, even if it was the Cowboys, I wouldn't even give a damn. But, you know, that's just me. I don't really care yeah. about looking at all that inside. That's the really stuff. good, though. I yeah, I think you'll get hooked once yeah. you sit down and watch it. Even if the if the even if the team that that season's covering doesn't appeal to you, yeah, it's still gonna suck you in. And you get to hear Liv Schreiber talk, which is always good. He's got a great narrative. Oh, Sabretooth. That's yeah, how Sabretooth. I just remember. I remember yeah, Sabretooth. Scream, Liv Schreiber. Yep. yep. Yeah, I remember. All right, so I'm, I may give it a try, depending on how not busy I am. But I'm still backed up with a bunch of movie recommendations and show yeah. recommendations. Like as soon as somebody find out you do a movie podcast, like, <laughs> oh, have you seen this? Have you seen? Oh, like, for sure. Oh man, yeah. let me let me get my notebook out. I'm like Ryan. I got to write down all this stuff and try to remember <laughs> it. Because fortunately, I have damn near all the streaming services that's that's made available to us, so I can watch damn near anything that I want. But even having everything, you don't get everything that you can possibly want to watch. Which is crazy that I have all these streaming services and there's still some movies that are not available on streaming services. But yeah, Amazon, Netflix, all y'all, y'all need to get y'all shit together, man. Start gathering up more fucking product and start putting it out there because there's some movies out there that I really want to watch on a regular basis. I do have my physical copy, but and the, the amount of money invest. that I pay, I should get more. I should get a lot more options. I shouldn't care about, I want those international subtitle movies. No offense, but I can only watch a few of those at a time. And I think I blew my load on uh, Godzilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't go back to anything else. Squid Game, maybe. Everything else, all right, you better be exceptional. Uh, I got some Chow Yun Fat movies you need to see. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in for it. I love so save, save some of that load. Okay. All right, pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> don't make a mess. <laughs> Ryan, all right. I like how you're committed to it. You just don't want to stay out. All right, I get it. All right, all right moving on. Now we can get to the, the meat and potatoes of this one. All right. Get to the new releases. All right, I'm going to let Sean lead. Sean, I know you saw this movie along with me, so I'm going to let you lead. Because okay. I think you said you watched uh, the newest Eddie Murphy yeah, movie Katie that came Kane out. Lane. Yep. Yep. All right, I'm going to let you take lead, and then I'll, I'll back clean up on this one just in All case right. you left something behind. Um, pause. <laughs> All right, very good pause. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cute. I thought it was definitely for more uh, kiddish. I thought Eddie Murphy... Um, I don't know. It just seemed like, like you say, he's just getting a check. I know we talked about him through text. He's in the mail yeah. of his face. But I, I, yeah, I liked how the little <laughs> mystery of it. It's definitely like a, a kid movie, though. It's definitely for the younger people. And that's he, he's not the Eddie Murphy that we're we're raw and Eddie Murphy, you know, that we used to back in the day of coming to America. He's way past that. This is, you know, I would say a much watered down Eddie Murphy at this point. He's not going that movie that came out last year with uh, Jonah Hill. He he did. You know, oh, uh, it was you, more new like people. Him, new people. Uh, was it you people? Yeah, he yeah. was more like himself in that 
this one he was just you know he was definitely uh this was definitely for the kids uh we watched it together me and Lacey actually enjoyed it um uh, i won't say it's bad there was some cool little cute moments i thought the little figurine black dude was kind of funny he oh, was uh, Chris to get, Reeves yeah. from uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay, Life. yeah, yeah. He was, he was get, funny. And Tracy Ellis Ross looked damn good. I forget how fine she, she is. She is man. so phenomenal. Didn't show off her body at all? A little bit. You a can little see bit. a little bit. And then, then what's going on? And it's just like uh, they're trying to uh, have like a light competition. And the winner gets like 100000 so they think. And uh, uh, Eddie Murphy loses his job, his character. And he's trying to, you know, make ends meet, even though they look like they're well off. Uh, because both of them Brent driving them Wagoneers and new Jeep Cherokees, so they look like they well off. It looks like Tracy Ellis Ross's character has a good job, but Eddie Murphy loses his job, and to make him feel like he's doing something, he's really good at decorations, Christmas decorations. He named all his kids after uh, Christmas names, you know, what I mean, like Joy and you know stuff like that. So uh, I thought it was cute. Uh, just looking at, it, I'm just like, oh, this is cute, you know. What I mean, this is one of those movies. Don't put much into it. Don't go in there thinking you're going to see a Christmas classic. I saw an interview with Eddie Murphy saying that he was hoping people would look at it like that. Like when they look at Home Alone and they look at uh, Christmas Vacation or a Miracle on 34th Street, they will put this in that category. It's not oh, in that, hell, it's hell not no. in that category. Um, it's not even two, right. three categories it, below it. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some actors in it that you are going to, re- actors and actresses, actresses that you're going to recognize besides Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross, the little boy. Uh, that his son played in Creed three. It was the one that was pretending to be Michael B. Jordan in the first part. Remember, they beat up the guy in the gas station. The little he was the little boy version of Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that was him. The he one. looked familiar. Yeah, I just I remember could, where I saw I him. I had from. to look it up. I'm like, damn, I know him. And then there was a couple of people that you see in the movie, like uh, what's the dude? DC, DC Young, Young Fly. Fly. He was in there as a reporter. Yeah, and there was a lady from uh, Saturday Night Live. I can't remember her name, but you'll know if you see her, Ryan. You probably know her face. Um, it's it's a cute little Christmas movie. They David Allen Greer, David Greer showed up as Santa. He Good was, for him. He did a black oh, Santa. He was air horn for the black Santa. Black Santa. Yeah, black Santa. black Santa. That might be the reason I even watch this movie at all. It, it, well, you're gonna have to watch the last ten minutes to get oh. to that. Yeah, he's not black Santa at all times. You don't even see him to the end. It's um, yeah, I know like Ryan had a movie. Yeah, it's cheesy. <laughs> it's cheesy as hell. Like Tommy's, we always say it's, it's craft macaroni and cheese. It's definitely that. It's super cheesy. Some stuff that they're doing. It's like, all right, now this is this is bad even for a Christmas movie. I still found it, you know, some I found some stuff Eddie Murphy did was kind of funny. I laughed a couple times. I gave it two brownie points for Candy Cane. Damn, candy. I expected a much higher. You were talking pretty positive about and it. I still give it and two. And you still only gave it two stars? I give it two because it's so cheesy. And it's like I said, it's not meant for us, I don't think. This is meant for the kids. And I, like I said, he was saying that he's hoping it was going to be a Christmas classic. It's not that. I thought it was. I, I, I give it a little bit higher grade because I did laugh a couple times. Eddie Murphy being him. Little side smirks he was things he would say. Little side jokes he would say. Like, okay, that's definitely uh, Eddie Murphy, but it's not the classic Eddie Murphy. I give it two brownie points for Candy Cane. I give it two Candy Canes for Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I see so, what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Candy Canes, two brownie points for me. Uh, candy Cane Lane is out on uh, Prime. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that was one I saw uh, over the weekend. So, All right, so I'm going to pick it up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Now, let me try to give it some positives. Steven... David Allen Greer in anything is <laughs> always a plus. I can't tell you Agreed. how much I love David Allen Greer. He is a highlight of this movie for me. Seeing him pop up for me as a black man, seeing black representation, a black Santa, I absolutely love that. 
that was beautiful to watch. I love that part. All right. Tracy Ellis Ross. I feel like she didn't get much to do in this movie. I feel like she could That's have done a, a lot more. Like mm-hmm. the version of her that I wanted to see in like blackish. I was hoping to get that with her and Eddie Murphy, like the same kind of uh, chemistry that oh, I see okay. with her, with uh, Anthony Anderson mm-hmm. in a blackish. I was hoping that she was going to get some semblance of that in candy can lane with uh, Eddie Murphy. Cause you know, like we said, that's Eddie Murphy, Tracy Ellis Ross and Eddie Murphy in the movie. It feels like it's a good pairing and they can kind of like, you know, develop some chemistry. I feel like they had little to no chemistry in this movie. It just didn't that's work a for damn. me. And Tracy Ellis Ross shit, is, she is, is a geek. She's a movie geek. She's a movie geek, but as, as beautiful as she is, she is equally funny. She's funny, but exactly. she is yeah. funny as hell in exactly. black. She played the typical mom that's not knowing what's going on kind of thing, you know, at first. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like they could have given her a little bit more to do to actually, like, show off that comedically she can stand toe to toe with Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. if he's actually being himself. And if anything else, like, I don't know. It is just, they could have gave them more scenes together as far as them, like, being more. A comedic duo? I feel like that would have been a perfect comedic duo, the same way that we would think that any movie with uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino together feels like it's a match made in heaven because they have good chemistry working on each other. But we all seen that bullshit movie where there are two cops. Two and, guns? Uh, and, and, uh, no, the one movie that would have had, uh, had 50 Cent in there. Oh. The Way of the... No, right, not, righteous Kill. Righteous right, kill. there we go. Sorry. And we all know that movie was one of the biggest pieces of shit that they ever made together. And the fact that those two together made a bad movie is astonishing. That was altogether. a shit movie. <laughs> the fact that Tracy Ellis Ross and Eddie Murphy in a movie together cannot be comedy gold is such a miss right there. That was such a wasted opportunity. And I don't know what it is about Eddie Murphy, but he, I still feel like he hasn't fully gotten back to being himself or... Maybe this is the harsh criticism that I have on my side. Maybe he doesn't want to be the old version of himself no, anymore. I don't think so. Because you know how they say, like, once your uh, once your parents, once they start having grandkids, they become a completely different version of what you were raised by. I feel like he's being a completely different version of what we were raised on. Oh yeah, for sure. He's not the same Eddie Murphy that he was like when we were kids. Now, like, we're all grown up and we have our kids. He's a completely different version to this generation than he was to the generation mm-hmm. that he was brought up with. Yeah, he's a grandpa. He's yeah, he's a grandpa yeah, right yeah, now. So yeah. I feel like he's just he's watering himself down intentionally, but it feels feels like there's still some of that old Eddie Murphy back there again. And I feel like every time he tries to make another movie or another sequel. I feel like he's just killing his brand a little bit. There's a reason why Eddie Murphy is choosing to do streaming movies instead of going out to an actual theater and making his movies. He doesn't have his audience like he used to anymore. And I think he Uh. knows that in the back of his mind, maybe not in the back of his mind. Maybe it's like somewhere in the middle. He knows he cannot garner the same attention that a Denzel, a Leonardo DiCaprio that would usually get that kind of attention when they put out a movie. Like Uh. it's an event. Him putting out a movie is like an online event, like a streaming event. Mm. It's enough to like kind of like hedge his bet and get paid off of streaming and just say, hey, come watch my movie. It's coming out this Friday on Amazon Prime. Nobody doesn't have to leave to go to a theater and actually buy that ticket, stand in line, knowing that it's cold as hell. You know, you know wait for your delicious ass popcorn, which I ain't going to lie. The popcorn at Regal this this week, it was, it was damn tasty. I don't know what the hell y'all did to it. Maybe I had a different kind of salt, but uh, whatever it is, it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> it was delicious. I had a good popcorn experience myself. I'm happy to hear that. Oh, man, it, okay. it, it, was, it was delicious. And I hate popcorn, but damn it, that popcorn hit the spot for me. So shout out to Regal. But back to Eddie Murphy, I just don't know what it is. It feels like he's kind of like kind of given up on his career as far as like being a big movie star. I think so. I, I think he's. I think he's just yeah. like 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 either like Sean or Ryan said like he's just kind of mailed it in. 
Yeah, he's, he, you know, he can get paid based sad, off his name, that, but his talent that. isn't there like it used to anymore. And a movie like this is not, you know, um, using all of his. He can't use his talent to his extreme. He can't be Eddie Murphy in a in a holiday movie that's for kids. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to really. Get that's like putting uh, Joe Pesci in Home Alone, even though he did good. <laughs> but he ain't Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, you know what I mean? He's not Joe yeah, Pesci. Yeah, but Joe Pesci in Home Alone was still pretty he still fucking did funny. Good. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. He did good, but it, it's not to his uh, full potential. It's not his whole talent. You know what I mean? Like, and to him being the henchman, like a like a gangster, is to me his full talent. Even though he, it's not the best analogy, but his. Joe Pesci. No, is, I kind of follow what you're going like, right there. Like he didn't bring his, he didn't bring 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 his full a, toolbox. Yeah, yeah, but it was um, yeah. like he had a screwdriver and uh, he had a hammer. And he right, made, he made, he do made what it he work. But Eddie Murphy, I think he he doesn't have that range as Joe Pesci. So he he has to. He's a good actor. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's not. He's not the Beverly Hills Cop one or two or any of that kind of stuff. He's not that no more. No more. Uh, what's the movie with uh, Nick Nolte? Forty eight oh, hours. Forty eight hours. Not getting that type of Eddie Murphy anymore. You know, this is a watered down. Which is sad. A grandpa, like I said, it's a grandpa. He's a grandpa now. He's Do you a, just think so. that he doesn't want to go back to that? He, I don't know anymore? if he can. I don't know if he's can. You know? he's, okay. full, he's fully capable. And he's I, funny I, still. But, like, when was yeah. the last time he made a rated R movie? Was it Dolomite? Dolomite. Which I and we all love that. I movie. enjoyed the hell out of that. I didn't think that was that best. I thought it was some funny scenes, but, but I didn't compared to anything but he's compared made to all the best projects. I would, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I guess I'm, I agree, yeah. So. Compared to everything else that he's put out, Dolomite might have been the best project yeah. that he put out in the past, I don't know, five the, to ten years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Pluto Nash, Norbit, all that stuff has been... I, I, I hate yeah. these PG-13 movies he's yeah. been making, except him, for Nate Professor 1. Uh, Daddy's Daycare, you know, Daddy's funnier daycare was than actually, expected. Yeah. Daddy's Daycare was actually pretty decent. It's pretty damn funny, yes. <laughs> that was unexpected. Pretty damn, very unexpectedly funny, and I enjoyed Norbit to a certain extent. It's funny, but it's still not the, what we think of Eddie. At all, yeah. just because he set the bar so high, yeah, and yeah. I, I just want to say that... Um, I do agree with mostly everything you guys have said with the disappointing Eddie Murphy career of the past 20 years. But if there is one thing I disagree with is, is his star power because I have seen it firsthand. I just want to give two examples. One of my best friends in life is a guy I've worked with for the past 10 years. He's 15 years older than we are. He's slightly a bigot, even though he doesn't want to admit it. And he's. This is a guy that said, "I will never watch a James Bond movie if they cast a black actor. James Bond has to be white." My pushback was James Bond has to be male, look cool in a suit, and he has to be over the age of thirty-five. He has to be mature. I don't want to see some young punk, twenty-seven-year-old James Bond. He has to have life experience and be a fucking adult. That's James Bond. So I still think Idris Elba would make a fucking awesome James Bond. Not just because he's black and you shouldn't just try to cast that actor. But he was he's perfect for James. Idris Elba should is perfect for James Bond. But I digress. We and he's a Republican. So we get in a lot of disagreements. But his favorite comedian is Eddie Murphy. He worships at the altar of Eddie Murphy. And my father is 85 years old. And couldn't use a phone app or app on the TV if you put a gun to his head. Technology <laughs> sounds like most of our is, 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 yeah. That's not his thing. I I have to walk my dad through getting these Thursday night football games on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. And my dad 
actually use the voice control in his Xfinity remote control at home to search for Amazon just to see the new Eddie Murphy movie. Usually this guy just sits home, watch sports and old Western movies from the 1950s and 60s. But there was a new Eddie Murphy movie that he saw a preview on, and he actually used the voice control to search that movie out. These these people are every the, my dad eighty five my my uh, coworker for the past ten years who's fifty five damn near. That's a thirty year age gap, and then there's a fifteen year age gap between all all those age gaps. Love Eddie Murphy. My dad would never look up Amazon unless he's trying to watch a damn Thursday night football game. But he saw there was a new Eddie Murphy movie on, and he actually searched that. I heard my dad watching this movie. So I, I do think his Eddie Murphy is in the elite of the elite of, if his name's in a movie, most people will at least give it a chance. Oh, yeah, right right now he's just a brand name, like uh, yeah. like Heinz. He is. He's on that level. That's that's it. But that doesn't he's mean like dial soap. He's, but it doesn't a, always mean top quality. Not anymore. at all. Not not at all. But. All right, now Sean, you want me to give you like a quick trivia? Yeah. What was the last theatrical uh, movie release that Eddie Murphy had? Theatrical. A theatrical release when they actually released in a movie theater. It was in Nutty Professor. No. Haunted Mansion. No. Nutty Professor. Corn- like Haunted Mansion, that came out like 2003. Damn, it's that old? Yeah, it is. Nutty Professor, that's know. that's probably older than that. The last he, Nutty Professor movie he made was 2000, The Clumps. He had a low-budget religious movie. I know, and it came out like seven years ago, the last theatrical release, even though it was very limited. And the last major theatrical release that he made was in 2012. Damn. Can man. either one of you guess that? That's it, exactly my point. Is that point. the religious movie? No. I'm talking about? No, the last limited theatrical release he had was in 2016, the movie Mr. Church. Mr. Okay, there you go. Mr. Church, yes. And the last major release that he had was A Thousand Words, where he made like his version of a silent film. Huh? I remember remember, remember the previous one. Remember when there was a a tree linked to his life, and and as soon as the tree ran out of leaves. I kind of remember that. Yeah, see, no, that's not enough. Yeah, that's nothing. Exactly. And the movie that he made before that was Tower Heist in 2011. Right, which had everybody else in it, too, though. And that was supposed to be like his big comeback movie. Because before that, he was on like on a bad streak. He was just doing nothing but Shrek movies, and people didn't really see him that much. I forgot about Shrek. Yeah, yeah. So that that just shows that that's my proof that he's been diminishing his brand, and I he just completely Sh- abandoned the theatrical release and just Shrek went straight for the money. Such a killing! I don't know if he wanted to do nothing after Shrek was just a big hit. Yeah, know, Shrek so. Forever After. I think if I remember correctly, that movie kind of that movie kind of flopped a little bit yeah. compared to the as, other ones. Yes. It didn't make as much as the first three but kids who didn't never know anything about Eddie Murphy, know him as donkey. You know what I mean? Like kids exactly. around that time. So that was a big deal to them. And I'm willing yeah. to bet. I know, we I know have, him as donkey. He's probably going yeah, to make, make another one too. We know him for other things. I'm talking about kids only know him as donkey. And then they say, Oh, that's donkey. You know what I mean? That's the dude. That's the guy who plays donkey. You know, that voice, you know? So we know him of course for everything else, but I don't think he wants to. I don't think he has to. He just maybe bored. Now he's like I said, you got 10 kids and one, and he's a grandpa from one of them. Uh, I just think he's he's just lasting off his name. He doesn't have like that star power to garner that attention to actually make like a major movie release. And if well, he did, he's probably going to need a lot of help from from co stars to make I, it work. I watched an interview with him the other day, and he said that um, he's making Beverly Hills Cop, 
That's going to be and, out and, on Netflix. And, and, yeah, and the lady who said, well, you still look like Axel Foley. And Eddie Murphy goes, well, just because I'm Axel Foley don't mean I can do the shit that you think I could do. He was like, they wanted him to run down some stairs. Like, hey, could you run down the stairs a little bit faster in this scene? He was like, hey, just because I look like Axel Foley don't mean I'm Axel Foley. He said, treat me the same way you would treat Morgan Freeman. He said, <laughs> <laughs> which is... You know, he's old now. You know what I mean? He said, how you treat Morgan Freeman, treat me in the movie. <laughs> All right. So. That's funny, but that's also yeah. sad at the same time. Because Morgan yeah, he's, Freeman is in good shape, though. Eddie Murphy looked like he's still yeah. in good shape. Like, Eddie Murphy they, has yeah. earned his his old age yeah. and his like his pickiness to do certain scenes. But good God almighty, Robert De Niro did, still did a lot of action movies at his later age. Oh, and yeah. he's like a lot older than Eddie Murphy. Like, yeah. I remember and he's he, still... T- Picking good roles, at least. Like Sylvester Stallone, he's still out here. He was still doing Rocky movies, Arnold still doing that still fighting, doing still, still doing his action movies. Like, Eddie Murphy, you've been doing nothing but resting on your couch for like the, a better part of a decade. Taking these easy-ass paychecks. You can run your fat ass down some goddamn stairs, man, if you don't knock it the fuck off. No, no. He's, you are not Morgan Freeman. Morgan <laughs> Freeman been old for like like 70 years. <laughs> he's been old when we were little. Like, goddamn you, old man. Every movie he's been in, he's he's been an old man. I've never seen a young man. For 40 years, never. <laughs> never saw Morgan never Freeman in his 20s. Never seen. He ne- it don't exist. He's I know. Been, he's been in his His 60s, baby picture going to be like on some kind of stone wall somewhere <laughs> in the cave. Gray hair. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell. Social security number seven. I, I, I just don't get it. He always been old. He's only 62, get... Eddie Murphy. I mean, he's, he's my dad's age. My dad's 63. So, I mean. Yeah, he's... and if you felt that way, don't make a fucking Axel Foley movie. Don't make Beverly Hills Cop if you can't do we all that. Nobody it's asked hard for to it. turn down. Nobody asked for it. $30 million. I'll watch it. No, he didn't ask for it, but I think well, he's just doing the safe bet. He's hedging his bet. Because once again, I if think... he felt like this movie was going to be good, he would have put it out in he's, a movie besides theater. Besides Dolomite, I think he let us down. He doesn't care the, anymore. He what, wants to get paid. What, besides, as long as he gets paid. He doesn't care what y'all think. Besides Dolomite, I don't think he, that um, coming to America, the newer one, I think that ruined us a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we were, it was ruined before yeah, then. But it, we had a little hope for that movie, though. We I did. Yeah, Not when I saw it was PG thirteen. We were hoping it was going to be kind of funny. No, as soon as I heard about yeah. all those cameos, I'm like, that's a good way to kill a movie. Yeah, you don't want to dilute the product of the movie by putting in every cameo. Like we didn't need to see all those extra people in that damn movie. Not at no. all. Not it, at all. And he wasn't even the main him. character of that movie. But his 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 repertoire. I mean, his, coming to America, he had such a good yeah. run. It, yeah, yeah, he, he can he to, can fail for the rest of his can. life. He's yeah. still a legend. I, and I just think that maybe, like his name is a legend, but we're going to look back at some of the quality movies that he's made, and we're going to think like this wasn't as good as it probably should have been. Like don't make, don't make sequels to a good franchise. Agreed, agreed. He's taking the easy paycheck. I like, mean, uh, I, I I'm a huge fan of the original Expendables and that little resurgence Sylvester Stallone had when he was directing Expendables. He did that fucking awesome Rambo movie. He did, and, yeah. Um, well, not it? the last one. That one was that one was, was way over the top. That was terrible. <laughs> but the one Mexico. that was just called Rambo. That mm-hmm. was that was tight when he was that in was Indonesia really or something. It was really good. I really and uh, the Rocky Balboa movie was really good. He he had a very great, underrated movie in that very, franchise. Man, that movie was awesome. I love the, Rocky. The Balboa. writing of that movie is incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. He, he will make you run through a brick wall with he his will. inspiration. Now, of course, we didn't give a fuck about Antonio Tarver, the guy that was in that damn movie. <laughs> oh he God. came and went real fast. Yeah, he but, was an awesome bad guy. And the legend of, if there's one thing that's consistent with the Rocky franchise, the antagonists for those movies have always been great. However you feel about which 
Rocky movie is your favorite. Every end opponent has been freaking awesome in every Rocky movie, in, including Creed. I just I just wish Eddie Murphy would actually care about the quality of his movies and not like Same the, here. the amount of A his lot of people account. do. A lot of people grew up just like us and people older than us. They grew up with Eddie Murphy. But at the very least, he didn't end, he didn't go out like Michael Jackson because if there is one bigger star than Eddie Murphy in the 80s, it's only Michael Jackson. Well, according that, to your theory, that that wasn't even the real Michael Jackson. We we lost Michael Jackson at, at what? It thriller? was in, in my opinion, commercial. yes, but that was still <laughs> yeah. his body. Yeah. It just wasn't his mind. I don't. Michael Jackson died not even knowing he was Michael Jackson. Listen to Eddie Murphy talk. With stuff he says, and the the stories that he has is, I see why Dave Chappelle could do the the Prince thing because all the Eddie Murphy stories are great. This dude talked about he hung on with Sammy Davis Jr. and. All uh, Frank Sinatra. He met Frank Sinatra. I mean, all the stuff yeah, that he James talks James Brown. Yeah, yeah. He, Michael Jackson was this Mike Tyson he was hanging out with. I mean, like, all he, the stuff he he's done. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside of Michael Jackson, yeah, he was the biggest star of the Prince. Age. I mean, everybody. We we could go on. He on. was bigger yeah. than him. Yeah, yeah he was bigger, bigger than Mike Tyson, like bigger the, than Prince. The people he hung out with was crazy. He's one of the biggest stars of all time. Yeah. And yeah. people love Eddie Murphy. They're yeah. always going to give Eddie Murphy a chance. Like I said, my dad could care less about any of these damn new movies. So yeah, he'll he'll watch a new Equalizer because he loves Denzel Washington, but any other new movie, if he he doesn't give it a chance, he's. I I saw where he said he made a bet with Richard Pryor that he could make a movie, or or he could make something that was huge that wasn't him being funny. He made like a a record or something, and he betted Richard Pryor a hundred thousand dollars that he could make something that wasn't funny. Or do something that wasn't using his comedic talent. So he sung. He made a record. I don't know if it's got the uh, Rick James song on it or not. But he said he made a record, and then Richard Pryor died. He never had to pay him the hundred grand. But he said, "Yeah, motherfucker, all you can do is be funny." He said, Richard, "Wait a minute, Richard, Richard Pryor died in the nineties. Yeah, he said that uh, before he could ever pay him. This was eighties. He said that Richard Pryor bet him that he could never do anything other than just funny stuff. He couldn't sing. He couldn't be serious in the movie. Stuff like that. And he." He, he, Richard he, Pryor died 2005. Oh, yeah, he died. When he we were, died yeah, that's later than I thought. Yeah, yeah, so I, I just saw it. He was on Jimmy Kimmel or one of them, and he was talking about it. He's, got, like I said, he's an interesting guy. He's still he's still a legend. We don't. Have, he just want to take a break, man. He could make Christmas movies. That's fine. You know, it's just, I feel like he's been taking a break for 10 years, has. man. Like For 20 yeah, years. Yeah, he has. He's yeah. been taking a break for 20 days. De- I don't think he's really made a great movie since Nutty Professor. The original A professor, I, I, the uh, the making of that uh, black exploitation movie uh, that we were talking about earlier, that was pretty good. But as far as a great movie that is in the same category as Boomerang and Life was li- pretty good. Okay, oh, that, okay, sorry, Life. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about Life is his last great movie that came after the. I forgot all about Life, Life. came out yeah. in ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So and everything after that. Well, he made Shrek after that. Okay. Yeah, I he don't... made the first Shrek, and I, I don't care what y'all say. I'm pretty high on Bowfinger. I really have a I soft spot. Like I, I really like that movie. I like. Bowfinger. I kind of put it with Norbit, kind of like in that scene. I enjoyed both, and everything since then has been kind of mid. Like Shrek the second. Yeah, you can probably sneak that, that one was in good. there. But you know that's when you start making like Daddy Daycare, I Spy, like Haunted Mansion, Dream Girl shit. Meet, he was good in Dream. Okay, okay. I, I, Dream Girls was a good movie. He was awesome. In he Dream was Girls. being more dramatic, but it wasn't like the funny version, which is totally fine. 
Totally fine. If he even wants to do dramatic stuff, like I said, comedics have that extra gear that they can go to that a lot of people can't get to. But, but look at Dave Chappelle's movie career. Oh, not that's good at all. Not <laughs> look at most stand-up comedians' movie career. Any stand, stand-up comedian, look at their movie career. They'd be hard-pressed to even come close to what Eddie Murphy did. No, no. He, yeah, he set the bar he, very he's, high. He's on an island all by himself. I think. Unless you want to count Jim Carrey. Ooh. And he, even he fell off, though. Yeah. Yeah, but he still gave us two. Like, he still gave us Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't care. I love those Sonic. He was awesome. I feel that. like Kevin Hart is trying to be like Eddie Murphy, but he won't never. He no, no, he has not. A, he has a cap. He on does that. not have no Beverly Hills Cop. No, yeah, even his stand ups don't yeah. compare to no Eddie hell Murphy's. no. Like Kevin Hart has been been one of the biggest, most profitable stand up comedians of all time, but he's never been at that level, that peak of Eddie Murphy. No, no. Never, he only no, had no. two stand up specials, which is pretty fucking hard to stand never up. Never did. <laughs> No, no pun intended. He yeah. can't stand up to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gonna come up short. No pun intended on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. You gonna come up short on that one. You be, you better just sit your ass down. Uh, you've been trying to do your best, but it, it ain't gonna come up close. I don't see another comedian even coming even close to him. But I at the same time, I don't see Eddie Murphy ever coming back to stand up ever. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's he said that. he teased that for a while that he may come back to stand up. I was like, no. You couldn't come back to stand up right now if you wanted to. Like, I, I think you're a little bit too detached yeah, yeah. Yeah. from what's going on to actually give us like some good, uh, some good comedy bits. I don't want to hear about your life living on your couch for like the past twenty years. He's only going to talk about being a grandpa. You basically, you know, what's he got to talk about? You know, so he yeah. just he just needs good writing, a good role. I, I'm not going to rule him out just yet, but seeing the previews for this latest movie has only discouraged me even even more so than. I have been over the past few years because it's no longer an event about a new Eddie Murphy movie coming out. It used to be, but he has steered us wrong for so many years. I'm okay just waiting for it. I understand. Yeah, it's not worth going to the theater to see a new Eddie Murphy movie. I'm okay watching it on streaming. And yes, I do wish he would get away from the easy paychecks and $20, $30 million up front just to make kitty movies. Please, Eddie Murphy, go back to make some R-rated movies, please. Will you ring it, Tommy? Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane. I'm going to give it like one one candy cane. <laughs> All right. One candy cane. Yeah. You sounded you sounded hard pressed to even give it that. Yeah. I was, that I was, was the hardest <laughs> one candy cane I ever heard in my life. I'm telling you, I was really trying to enjoy the movie. I was, I was, I I was trying to find things to watch uh, and enjoy about the movie. Tracy Ellis Ross. Like, I just wish they would have gave her more to do to make her show that she is like one of the funnier comedic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, actresses of our time, she is fucking hilarious and beautiful at the same time. And to give her that small of a part in this movie and not to do much of anything, this is very unfortunate. Just to have her in the movie, you just kind of like wasted the opportunity to have her do something really epic with Eddie Murphy. It's it, it was just disappointing. I understand that it was a money grab, but is it going to be a holiday classic? Hell no, Mm-mm. hell no, not even fucking close. This is like Santa Claus 2 kind of movie. Like, it's going to come and go very quickly. We're not going to yeah. even remember this this time next year. The same way we forgot about Coming to America 2 yeah. when it came out. Like, it came and uh, it went. Like, we didn't think about it ever since then. Some movies don't even need a sequel. That's a damn shame. Well, he's going to keep giving us sequels. How much you want to bet that he's going to make another sequel to another movie of his uh, of his catalog? He's going he gonna to try to sneak out another Shrek movie, even though we didn't fucking ask for it. Maybe he'll be... Maybe he'll do another Dr. Doolittle for all I know. He's oh, gonna, God. He's going to keep trying to just keep, like, milking his, like, career. He's probably going to make another 48 hours with Nick Nolte. Nick, Nick Nolte, Nolte old as a fuck right now. <laughs> Who knows? He's going to keep trying this bullshit. But, yeah, man, just, just, just knock it off, man. Like, you you had your run. Just go sit your ass down somewhere. Go sit back on your couch. 
get back off of it when you have something to say that we should listen to. That's how I feel about it. I'm with you on that. Now, are we ready to get to to dessert right now? Our minus one uh, review. Let's do it. You want? You know, I'll, I'll let you take lead since you since you gave me this recommendation. I'm gonna let you take lead since you saw it first. What were your first initial thoughts on your review of this movie since you saw it before I did? The, walking out of that Godzilla minus one this week, I felt that I absolutely just saw one of the. Uh, best movies of the year and uh this movie had a lot of hype going in on the internet so i kind of expected it to be a little bit overhyped but uh it surpassed my expectations just because i know in my lifetime i've seen at least 20 godzilla movies i I, i'm i'm pretty sure i've seen at the very least 10 godzilla movies because yeah, that's uh, in the in the golden era for all you younger viewers. There was a store called Blockbuster way back in the nineties. Oh, what a time to be alive! There was no streaming networks, and uh, yeah, you had to have a card to rent movies, and uh, your parents would usually let you pick out a movie or so over the weekend. And that was one of the highlights of my youth: going to Blockbuster on the weekends. And I watched some of the shittiest Godzilla movies of all time growing <laughs> up. But I had a blast. I knew they were crap even as a kid. But I had a blast. And this has never been high art at all. And I, I, I actually had a lot more fun than most watching the most recent King Kong versus Godzilla, the American movie, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I had a lot of fun. That 2014 Godzilla movie that had a great marketing campaign, that was Pure garbage. But this movie had similar hype, and it surpassed all those expectations. This was, outside of just being a good monster movie, a good Godzilla movie, this was a good freaking movie. I, I It sucked me in. I, I was rooting for the main characters. I... I don't think you guys will find a, a cuter, more adorable child in a movie this year. That little girl in this damn movie, I, I probably would have cried if anything bad happened to her. No, no spoiler, but I would have been pissed off if anything happened to this damn little girl mm-hmm. they had in this movie. She was, she was fucking, fucking awesome. Um, a great theater experience. Uh, I was. Leading up to it earlier, whoever was in that screening that I went to this week, I'm sure they, they probably have a memory of themselves because I tripped and fell going up the stairs <laughs> to my seat. So uh, I uh, I got to um, Oppenheimer right before the lights went down. And I just remember I knew it was sold out because I bought my tickets for Oppenheimer beforehand. And I went and saw that by myself opening weekend on a Saturday or Sunday morning show and it was packed. So I knew people were going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer, but walking in there right before the light lights went down and seeing it literally felt like 100 white people staring at me saying niggas always late. <laughs> it was, it was terrible. And for me, that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. So yeah. Um, tripping and falling as I'm going to my seat to see this Godzilla movie was equally as embarrassing but I, 
the 15, 20 people that were in that screening, I, I really felt they were blown as way as I was. And I highly doubt you are going to find a more theatrical experience outside of possibly across the Spider-Verse this year. If you're just going for the surround sound theatrical experience, I didn't even know what I was walking into. So this is one of those rare movie moments that um, I can't just put it as saying this is a good God. It, it probably is the best Godzilla movie ever made, including the black and white original. But when I leave a movie theater and I start thinking is, is this on the same level as Jurassic Park? Jaws? That's a experience that I don't take for granted, even if it's not as good as those classic monster movies that are considered all-time classics. I'm putting Godzilla minus one in that category. I, I, in my opinion, it's hands down the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen, and I've seen at least 15 or 20 of them. But this is also one of the best movies of 2023, and I do think this is one of those rare moments in movie history that uh, people can have appreciation of a movie outside of the United States because I saw this movie with a, uh, a date of mine as well as two other kids who were, were 11 and eight. And believe me, I was terrified that all three of them would hate this crap. And I guarantee you, I've none of those three people I went to the movie with have probably sat through a whole movie in subtitles and all three of them equally enjoyed as much as I did. So this gets my highest recommendation. I had a freaking blast. Sean, I wish you were there for this experience. I was just trying to get some booty, so well. sorry about that. <laughs> five out of five for me, this movie is incredible. And we had the whole Barbenheimer thing. Mm -hmm. I think watching Oppenheimer and Godzilla Minus One, that's a better double feature. And outside of some crazy anime I saw at a young age, I don't think I've ever seen a movie show the devastation that that bomb in World War, the two bombs we dropped, showed the post-devastation of Japanese culture trying to rebuild from that, from something that mankind's never seen in modern history, wiping out that many people and the lasting effects of that. And for them to actually show post-World War II Japan in such a dramatic fashion in a Godzilla movie, I can't help but give it extra props on top of that. Not only is this a good popcorn, good monster, good Godzilla movie, this is just a good damn movie for any genre. My highest recommendation, Godzilla minus one. Mm. Now I'm just going to take the baton. I'm going to run with it. Before you go, I lied. I saw it. I didn't see it. I experienced it. I lied. There <laughs> we go. All right. Now we uh, get okay. to it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so I wanted to hear what you guys said because I lost my mind in there. Really? I saw it yesterday, and it was about eight people in there. We were all blown away walking out. Like, what the hell did we just watch? This is great. Really? So you go ahead, Tommy, then I'll then I Okay. Now, all right. I'm now, excited. that was a curveball right there. A big curveball. You guys, if I saw it, I didn't see it. I experienced that motherfucker. All right. Yeah. I, I'm happy to hear this. You threw us off at that yeah. right. Very happy to hear this. All right. Now, I have to say, this was the best movie experience I had yeah. by far this year. Damn. Not, not saying I'm yeah. going to take away anything that we experienced with our fans, our family, friends. 
the going with see uh, guardians this year, but this, like Sean said, this was an experience. It was. Yeah. This was fucking incredible. By far the best looking Godzilla I have seen so far. By far. This Godzilla looked menacing and scary. And, mm-hmm. and Ryan, not, not making a spoiler or anything, but you remember that one scene where Godzilla was like a chasing after them when it was in that wooden uh that, that wooden boat, boat that like when you yeah. see Godzilla like swimming through the water with Ooh, his that head was above. Awesome. That, that was kind of scared scary. the shit out of me when mm. I first saw Very that. Very intimidating. Mm. That was like if I ever was sitting in a boat and I saw that I would jump off and say fucking you got me. <laughs> Dead serious. It scared the shit yeah. out of me just watching that in the theater. That's how I knew I was watching a very good movie. Just seeing Godzilla like that, if Godzilla doesn't scare you just seeing him on the screen, then the filmmakers didn't do their job right. Fire but they everybody. never have. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of the people that saw the original in 1954, Godzilla's never looked this scary before. He looked so scary. Like like I was saying, the buildup that he had before he fired off that, uh, that uh, that uh, what do we call that? The radiation that builds up in him uh, when he shoots that off. Like the way that his spikes started shooting up and oh lighting up throughout God. his tail. Ooh, yeah, that was like holy shit. This is way better than I've ever seen Godzilla look. This was incredible. This is by far to me the highest ranking I'm going to give any movie that I've ever seen since we started our podcast. This is Damn. A, this is a five out of five. Oh, movie you don't me. give those out yeah, no, not hardly at all. ever. Not at all. I, I, am I don't shocked think you, you ever guys gave anything five. I, 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 you should have known. Why do you think I gave you a standard ovation? Yeah. You, you got a standard ovation just for recommending I mean, this I, movie I, to me. I loved it. I, I'm, I didn't, I wasn't absolutely positive you guys would like it as much as I did. So this is making my day. No, this was incredible. And, and like I told Sean when we first started, the human element of this movie actually melded in perfectly. It wasn't just like waiting for Godzilla to come pop back in. I was actually bought into the storyline, the background story of this this kamikaze pilot who started out at the beginning of this movie. He just lands on this remote island where they have their mecha- where they have their mechanics mm-hmm. to help fix their plane in case something goes wrong. And then he lands, and the mechanics are looking like, "Hey." Like, um, we're shocked you landed here, but ain't nothing wrong with this plane. So what the hell's <laughs> going on, man? So they're looking at him all funny because he's he's looking like he just abandoned and he looks like a coward because he couldn't follow through with his own mission. And then, you know, you see that little baby version of Godzilla just wreaking havoc on that planet and uh, on that uh, island. And as soon as I saw that, I knew okay, exactly so what I was in for when I, I saw I that was, version of uh, Godzilla, like the smaller version of him on yeah. that island. I, th- I thought, yeah. So that was another positive just because we saw how his body kept progressing because, through the movie. Because yes, we, we saw yes. the trailer. Because of those bombs, they were... Exactly. Like, yeah. like exactly. the bombs, they were, yeah. you know, he was feeding off that, and he was getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that made the movie even better, because we had all seen the trailers. That's why we were even in the theater. So we expected that's what Godzilla would look like walking in to the movie. That's the first version of Godzilla we'll see. So for us to see a smaller version of him to start that first 15 minutes out, yeah, pr- very surprising, very unexpected. I like stuff like that. I like it that they're actually like even in this movie. It's not like we're thinking like uh, we're gonna see like this big humongous Godzilla. We don't get to see him like small or something like that. And seeing him like that, and then seeing him grow based off them trying to kill him and the radiation only making him bigger and stronger. That was like, wow! Like I didn't know that I that's what I wanted to see. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, they have to like play this into future movies from now on. I need to see like the progression of Godzilla and just him showing up. Big, bad, bold, like wreaking havoc on the whole city. 
that's not something I want to see because I've seen it done a thousand times at this point. I liked what they did in this movie. It was fucking incredible to watch. The incredible. Human, the human element, it really brought me in. Like I was like, like, like Sean, I was like, or Ryan, I was like, man, did something happen to this baby? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. I was already, it was like, hard was, to see her cry at all right, in that movie. That was sad. Yeah. yeah, seeing the baby cry and then, like seeing the, the one woman just like a, a spoiler, try to sacrifice herself. For the the, <laughs> it was a weird dynamic. The the not husband, right? The, yeah. But that was touching because they they were a family. Yeah, they were yeah, a family. It was like a very unconventional her, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was just like wow, like like this whole human like storyline that's going on right now is it's like really keeping me like uh like motivated to keep watching this movie. It's not like I'm just sitting around waiting for Godzilla. I'm I'm pretty much bought into everything this movie has to offer. Everything, everything the movie mm-hmm. has to offer, like the plan of trying to kill them, like the kamikaze pilot who's trying to redeem himself for being a coward. Pretty powerful like, stuff. All this powerful time. stuff, powerful stuff, like even seeing like how they were trying to kill him, like halfway through the movie and like seeing him regenerate. Mm. And like, didn't uh, see that coming. That was awesome. No, Wolverine on that motherfucker. So, That's yeah. serious. <laughs> like everything yeah. about this movie was to me perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. It deserves all the the positive reviews that has been getting online. It is by far one of the most uh, most special movie experiences I've ever had. It was a date night for me and my wife, but good God Almighty, man, this was this was something to watch. This was incredible. I did Lacey like it. Lacey didn't go. I went. Well, she didn't go. Smart watch move, my man. I, Smart I, I went by myself. Yeah, she didn't want to. Did Holly it. like it? Holly was just middle of the road for me because she wasn't expected to be a subtitle. I kind of lied to her a little bit. I was like, yeah. hey, we're going to go see a Godzilla movie. You like Godzilla, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll go with you. And then as soon as she got there, she was like, what's up with all these uh, these uh, Japanese runnings? I was like, oh, fuck, she's catching on. Yeah, she's yeah. getting smarter. I, I had to I had to prime my date and uh, the babysitting duties I had. Like I said, it, it was damn near like the circus for me. I, I fully expected this to be a terrible movie night. I'm tripping and falling and shit. I got an 11 and 8-year-old, and I'm telling them we got to watch a Godzilla movie and uh, subtitles. I, I didn't. I, I thought everybody was going to be disappointed, including myself. I was like, this might have been a bad idea, Ron. I spent all this money for something that's probably going to disappoint. I did not expect this level of greatness. Sean, let's hear it. Would you give it, Tommy, five out of five? Five out of five. It's so, a per- it was a perfect movie for me. I want to say... That I didn't expect this at all. Um, I I just was saying, well, I heard the hype and I heard you said it was good, Ryan. I was like, man, all right. I was just sitting there like Monday Night Football comes on. I went and left work at 3.30. I usually get off at 4.30. I was like, well, I guess I just go to the theater, you know what I mean? So I want to say Godzilla minus one equals your ass because I was fucking terrified of Godzilla in this yes. shit. Yes. T- like, so first of all, imagine being a kamikaze pilot. Like basically you going to... It's a suicide mission. Like, yeah, yeah. I won't blame you him for it. Die, he he like, basically punked out. Like, no, nah, hell no. I'm about to go land on this island. Hey, man, something wrong with my shit. And they looking at him all sideways. Like, motherfucker, well, there's nothing wrong with it. And then he punked out again. Yeah, on the island when they told him to shoot the gun. He froze. I didn't blame him. But when I first saw the Godzilla, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this guy. If this is the Godzilla? I'm like, this ain't Godzilla. You know what I mean? Not from what not we were promised first. in the trailer. Yeah, not at first. The so sound was, design was freaking great. Though. Yeah, and let me tell you guys what. If this had ever been like a, a rated R Godzilla, 
as far as like he was killing people, but he was just kind of throwing them around. If he was like ripping heads off, I would have passed out in the movie theater. I wouldn't be able to handle it because this was this was exceptional. This was this, this was this, might, this was close as ours. You yeah get. yeah he was still killing them, but it's, I I was just terrified every time he came on. There was a like him the cop the I, like you said like I always tell you guys about the human element. I was tired of like Millie Bobby Brown and all this. Yeah. I was fine when Godzilla wasn't on the screen because I got deep into their story. He had the PTSD. He met the girl that's not even his. He didn't even know her, did he? He was just somebody no, random. Like she just ran up to him, handed, yeah. handed him the baby. Yeah, and so made he, him watch. He has a baby that's not his, and his and the baby's not, not, even, not hers. even hers. Yeah, yeah. So, but they were disgracing him for coming back. Uh, as a kamikaze, because they were like, "What are you doing back here?" The Lord and lady was like, well, "You, you, this is your fault." You know, what I mean, all this is happening. This is like 40, 1945 or forty six or whatever. Yeah. So right after Hiroshima, so they're already down. And I guess the the, the Godzilla minus one is kind of like worse than zero. So they're like their morale is at a zero and minus one. Yeah, because one. that sounds like what was yeah. it post? Uh, it was pretty much coming up on post World War Two. They're right. coming to the end of World War Two. So it was at like ground zero. Ground zero. Basically. And the fact that he showed up meant like they were less than zero. Right. So that's they when they made no- it minus one. Yeah, they have nothing to hold on to now, and they're already at the lowest of the lowest. And we all wanted to what happened to America's after like the Hiroshima bomb and all that. They really was messed up over there. You know, I mean, they hadn't recovered yet. There was a cause for celebration in the United States. Yeah, yeah. We ended World War II. And one thing I wanted to say, like, why didn't the military help them? Because they had like... There was no military. So they were all tied up with the... There like, was that's part of this that's part of the surrender to the United States. Right. Okay. Japan can never Soviet have Union another military. All that stuff. Okay, they can't yeah. ever have another military. Yeah, so that's that. why they had like a civilian like a right. helping them that, like build I that. must have missed that. Like, why is the where's the military? I know they they had some tanks when he first came to, to Tokyo. Was it Tokyo he came to? Um or some part of Japan I forget where there was, was a small city town, in Japan. I, all I got to say, man, this was exceptional. You were right, Ryan. This was really good. I was blown away. I was freaking like, all right, Godzilla, man, leave them the fuck alone. Stop coming around here. Why are you messing with these people, man? They already down. I felt like the dude had a, a vendetta versus Godzilla. There was a part where they were in the ocean. They were blowing up those mines. And they realized it's almost like they asked them to do something to lure Godzilla out or something. And they start panicking. Oh, we don't got a big enough boat. I, I got scared for them. Like, yeah, every they time had to the, act, their job was to pick up bombs in the blow ocean. Them up. Yeah, and every time you saw the fish come, I'm like, oh, get y'all asses out of there. That His was nice. Asses coming. See, and that's a good. That's that's good filming because it was is. obviously paying homage to Jaws. To Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, yeah. You're but right. it, yeah. it wasn't a straight copycat. On no, top of no. that, and whenever you saw him chasing the boat, like Tommy said, that was dope. Uh, I felt like for them, I felt that little team that they had with the little scientist guy with the gray hair who was very cool. enjoyable. I, I like those guys. You know what I mean? Like, I like, man, you, you start to like the characters. You, you scared. <laughs> like, it, it's like very high stakes when Godzilla comes now. You know what I mean? And then his, his roar or his blast was like a nuclear bomb in itself. Like, the, that, yeah. was, that was one the, of the pies. Yeah. yeah. The first time he did that, I think the first time he showed it. He blew up a boat. When he blew that boat up, that was came insane. from underneath. Yeah, that yeah. was insane. I was like, oh my, that's when I was blown away. At that part, I was kind of like, eh, there's a lot of talking going on. They showed me Godzilla right away, which we want, but I, I didn't like the Godzilla at first. But when he came in the ocean and he blew up that big ass tanker. That there, was awesome. I was like, oh, all right, now we're cooking with grease. And from that point on, this was the best movie of the year. This was the best movie of the year. I was in t- I was glued. And I'm, I didn't like the subtitles because I was trying to look up and down. I said at the top, so I'm looking down. And I'm, I think I miss some of the the verb, like the the title, subtitle stuff. 
because I was too busy focused on what's going it's on. To in be the expected. Movie. Yeah. So I, I can see how people may not like that. But other than that, man, this was exceptional. The the I I cried a little bit at the end when he realized old girl wasn't even gone. Um, when now that's another thing I, we, we can talk about. But I I had all the emotions when they finally got Godzilla. The plan they had to kill Godzilla. I was like this. This shit is intense. It's you know what very I mean? intense. And then the dude who repaired the plane, he was he didn't even like the guy because he 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 punked out. He was a, he basically calling him a little bitch. Like everything had a had a meaning to it. everything. You could feel these characters and Hiroshima blowing up and blowing up Japan. You felt for these people. And on top of that, here comes some other shit. A big ass three hundred foot monster on top of that, trying to tear up the town for no reason. He's just mad at everything, right? You and know what I mean? So absolutely. And uh, I, leaving this movie, and since uh, we we since we've all seen it, I've been hard pressed to actually find a mainstream movie that has been released in the United States that actually shows the aftermath of the yeah. Hiroshima Nakatomi atom bombs being dropped. They. They show the buildup of the United mm-hmm. States, and they kind of hinted at it with the, the recent release of Oppenheimer. But that was kind of like a biography. They were trying to uh-huh. that movie was pretty much outside of some of the crazy anime movies I saw as a kid. I have not seen anything that actually shows the aftermath of the Japanese people after those bombs were dropped, and for the for them actually to do the best job of that within at least the past twenty five years in the Godzilla movies. Nothing short of incredible. It's, not, for it's me. not only just a good Godzilla; it was a good movie. It was actually a good movie, and and, yeah. and I, I I do think there is a good positive that it was that they released it here in subtitles. Yeah, because if it was dubbed, it would have um, kind of got a goofier feel. The, the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the drama of it would not have been the same. Hearing right. these Japanese characters talk with a goofy American accent, right? Let them be themselves and speak their normal language yes, because yeah all these american movies the people gobble up overseas they watch them in subtitles yeah i uh i i'm, I'm surprised i i really like this one this i is was the best, shocked this is the best godzilla i don't even want to i don't care about godzilla and kong no more this shit is goofy i know God, right? godzilla coming and being <laughs> this type of godzilla menacing and like i said i was like i was scared of godzilla like man all right man y'all get this might be the scariest movie yeah of the year. don't kill this kid and if this that lady. little girl died and the lady got it i was already hurt i was like oh. i was pretty devastated was by like, that also. and then they were writing letters and shit and she understood a little bit like okay he didn't even want to be her dad. He he would say, like, I'm not daddy. Don't call me daddy. You know what I mean? They're like, damn, man. She's looking at you like a dad. So that little relationship he had with that little girl that wasn't even his, he grew into that because he was pretty much mad that he didn't live up to being a kamikaze. He was not mad, but he, he was having trouble with that. Right. And he was kind of like, and that, you know, Japanese are real proud, you know, uh, heritage. They have a real proud heritage. He didn't live up to his 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 calling, you know right. what I mean. So him with him doing at the end, oh man, it just and then find out at the end what happened. I had a tear in my eye. I was like, oh shit, this got me. This got me through all the emotions. It got me a little bit yeah. too. Now, I, was that I, girl, I never want to do that in yeah. front of my wife. Right. I ain't that damn insecure, but my wife only seen me cry like three times right. in life, and ain't gonna be in no damn movie theater. No, That's pretty man. impressive. And, and, and it's just because Godzilla was so like. He was trying to get them, you know. what I mean, like I was like, all right, I don't know how they're going to beat them with just this this plan that they got. It ended up working, I guess. But at the at the end, did you see the tattoo on that girl's neck? 
I know. I thought I was the only one that saw that. I was like, what yeah. the hell is that shit growing There's on something our going on here. See, I thought that yeah. was part of the atomic radiation that a oh, lot of... Oh, okay. It was like some black shit that was like like on, in her veins or something that was... Huh. I, I did notice that. I, I thought of it just as radiation because, yeah, the people that survived that bomb did have chemical radiation on their skin. Huh. I didn't but, think of uh, that. Yeah. yeah, when they showed Godzilla regenerating in the final shot, yeah, they could tie it in and maybe she has something that's tied in Godzilla, but yes... Yes, the people that survived those atomic bombs in in the forties, mm-hmm. yeah, they did have radiation on their skin. Quite a yeah, few. Yeah, Godzilla wasn't about the fun and games in this one. This wasn't last a team. straight monster. This wasn't team up. This was no. Yeah. He's not a protector of right. Japan. No, he's no, just he's, a rampaging monster. And every time he got ready to shoot that blue blast thing, I was like, "Oh, get y'all asses out of there!" And I like the fact that the, the main character was he he was so scared of Godzilla. You know, what I mean, like he witnessed this stuff. And him saying how big he, he he was much bigger when they saw he had killed that tore that tank. Oh yeah, the when he movie. showed up yeah. for the second time, he was way scarier than the yeah, first yeah, time. He was saw scary. His eyes. He was his trying eyes, to yeah. You see his eyes. He was trying yeah. to tell these people, yeah, you're not ready for what's yeah. about to come out this damn water. You're not y'all don't know what Godzilla looks like until you see him. And when he finally pops up, and this is yeah, this was the best one. I give it five out of five. I'll give it five brownie points. Uh, I give it the cosmic brownie, whatever you want me to give it. It's the highest rating I've wow. besides John Wick. I, this Even is, you guys yeah. have been ex- yeah. consistently stingy with your ratings. This is this the highest. Uh, some of the movies yeah. that I have no problem giving five. It's a four point seven. I wanted to like, go. Come I, on. I, could, I went to work and was just telling everybody go see this because you know yeah, I, there's exactly some, there's some guys I know who who are Godzilla fans and they're telling me about you know the Monarch or they're telling me about the Kong versus Godzilla. Like man, the hell with them. This shit that make God, this Godzilla make them look like nothing. This is Japanese I would say version. most yeah. modern blockbusters got to be yeah. put on notice. Yeah, if Japan from everything make, that Marvel has yeah. given us this year. Ooh. Yeah, uh, DC, all these, everything has to be put on notice. This movie is better than Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's yeah. probably going to oh, win absolutely. best picture at the movie. Academy Awards. Killian Murphy's going to win best actor. I, I really feel this is a uh, as far as the atomic age. Oh my god! Now, yeah, this that, is something special. That bikini bomb—that was real, wasn't it? That was the real. bikini bomb. That bikini I told that—that that was a bomb that went off in real life. I think they dropped that back in like the forties or thirties or something like that. The bikini. Oh, a, and they were. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And they start showing how he start getting growing bigger. Yeah. Those, those atomic bomb tests. Yes. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like that's just crazy. You know what I was thinking of? I'm like that's why they call SpongeBob bikini bottom. And they, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, huh? Like I like what? You know what? I, I never thought about that. Yeah, Bikini I, I, Bob, that me, no. Bob. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like this little stuff I just thought about during the movie. But anyways, great movie, man. I can exceptional. I'm going tomorrow with my with Jake. He wants to go see that. I didn't see that IMAX. I'm going to go see that IMAX tomorrow. I got they see got it in IMAX. They got it in IMAX tomorrow. There's only a couple. I, he said that uh, he he couldn't find it for Friday and Saturday. He said he thinks they're going to stop showing it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. So. Yeah, I uh, they had that Beyonce movie mm-hmm. in, in IMAX, and I had to talk my date out of going to see that shit because I really wanted to see Godzilla, and I was already babysitting. So <laughs> I thought this night was going to be a disaster, and I thought this movie was going to be overrated. So the fact that it was so fucking awesome, I did see the IMAX Wednesday Is night. Is it worth it, IMAX? I, I can't. I, <sighs> shit. Is water worth drinking? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, yes. still yeah. I, I can't. I, I don't think out now. 
I'm, I try not to uh, indulge in hyperbole. So this is still new. I, I Who knows how I'm going to feel about this movie a month from now. But if there is a top 15, 20 list for movies seen in IMAX, it's worth it. I, and I, I saw Oppenheimer in IMAX. The only movie this year I can say I, it was that might be better than this is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, if, if this movie pops up in IMAX at AMC, go see that shit. That's what, and that's one of the few times I was like, this this is almost too damn loud. I've mm-hmm. never actually in my entire life watching these IMAX movies in four way yeah. said, this shit might be too damn loud. This is a movie worth seeing in theater. This is a full theatrical theatrical experience. It is. And like, uh, every emotion. You you're happy, you're scared, you're sad. It's every emotion. Like the, when they were eating at the dinner table and he said, You should have married her. He started shaking his neck and he was already all hurt from everything. And he because they thought she died. And it was just every emotion, man. Oh yeah. Was, and you're yeah. you're we expect I'm all of us have seen at least five Godzilla movies. Yeah. We expect the shit without Godzilla to be boring as hell. The same old. Get back to the action. Tear up a building, go back to the ocean. Yes. Yeah. 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 This was by far the best storyline for any Godzilla movie ever, including the original. Oh, yeah. This was a good job. They, they did a hell of a job. I'm surprised. No. Uh, Shout out to Japan. Man. They made this. Is their they, stuff, man. they put on a fucking master class on how to perfect movie making mm-hmm. with a very modest budget. The sound engineer on this, he better win a fucking he award. Better. <laughs> that was fucking impeccable. It was, impeccable. Yeah. It was beautiful. I was enamored by every fucking thing. I have never been so damn impressed. He sounded by dope. When he was rah, he was screaming. And like, when he shot that beam out, that, yeah. that that sound of that explosion, that was like, oh, fuck. That really shook. That the, was better than Oppenheimer. And at the end, he's, Way he like roars at the sky as the sky is all black. You know what I mean? Like, he's just screaming at the sky. Oh, striking man. image. Yeah. yeah. God, Godzilla. Leave them people alone, Holy man. shit. They set yeah. a whole new bar for Godzilla. Yeah. Converse Godzilla looks like fucking shit right Hell, now. Hell, this Godzilla. Yeah, they might as well push up. that back yeah. at this point. Yeah. They're going to have to redo the whole, throw the whole movie away. Try again. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they really showed y'all how to fucking do it right. This is better than anything that Marvel did in the past five years, man. This movie was fucking dope <laughs> as fuck. Dope as hell. And it's a homage to the older one. That guy's a little reminds me of the 50s and 60s guys. He has that look, the little arms. I mean, he always had the little arms, but he they definitely... It's definitely had a callback to the older movie. Yeah, like the so, movement of him yeah, was like yeah. a little like, like slow. he wasn't like kinda, running like Godzilla was. No, no, like, he was. Yeah. This is like a slow movement, kind of like a stoic ass robot, but it was still like scary as shit. Even the, the slow walking was a little jarring scene, yeah. but after we've seen that most recent Kong Godzilla movie, where yeah. that last shot of them both running together. I'll take this slow walking Godzilla <laughs> over that running Godzilla yeah. saw in this recent trailer for the American stuff. That shit was dope. Oh, but, absolutely. And, and this is, you got to really give credit to the team behind this movie because Toho Studios, who owns Godzilla and makes most of these Japanese movies, they don't, they don't have the same director, sound engineers, writers for all these movies. And most of them are just as goofy as the old movies that we saw at Blockbuster where uh, you can see the strings flying Mothra mm, through the air. Yeah. So this 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 really was a surprising work of art that you really don't expect to see from blockbuster popcorn fare. Sometimes 
high art is disguised as popcorn fare. This was high art, top level movie making at its finest. And uh, yeah, if you consider yourself a movie fan, uh, you owe it to yourself to watch it. And not only did it surpass my expectations, but yeah, I, that that eight and eleven year old that I had to take to this damn movie, they were terrified in that shit. That got they scary. Didn't, they yeah. didn't, they weren't expecting no shit like that. I've never seen kids. I, I think they probably had an experience like I had seeing Jurassic Park for the first time as eight year old. They didn't know what they were getting into, and they yeah. probably expected it not to be as good as it was. When I told them, hey, this is from Japan. Yeah. Uh, you guys got to read this. They liked the trailer, so they weren't that scared. But I was a little worried that the subtitles might be too much. They were f- they were just as blown away as we were. And I was scared for the characters. I thought they were. Gonna, I didn't want him to kill <laughs> those people that if we got that to little know. girl would have died, I, oh, I, yeah. I don't think I would. Yeah. I probably still even some of his crying. friends. I was like, man, don't kill them guys. Come on, man. They, they, it was powerful stuff. Remember, he flew in at the end, and, and he yeah. flew right into his. That, I was oh like, yeah, what the hell, hell yeah. I, now, I, now even I, I saw that coming because I remember he was when oh, the, yeah. the guy he was tracking down, he was. Teaching him the flight mechanics of the plane, and he didn't tell him about the eject. And he yet. said, "Like, yeah, one Something. last thing, and one last thing." They cut it. away. Yeah, yeah. I saw that part coming. Yeah. yeah, I knew he was talking about ejection seat. So yeah, even knowing that the emotional impact that scene still had still hit home. And honestly, I'm, I'm glad he survived. I, I, I'm glad all three of the main characters survived. And that damn little fucking girl was one of the cutest kids in movie history. <laughs> now that's that's good acting. That is good acting, which is very hard to get from kids in movies. Freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm very, very pleased that you guys had the same experience I had because, yeah, I thought this was a modern masterpiece myself. Absolutely. This was this is a perfect movie to me. This is everything that I wanted in a movie when I'm going to see like a like an actual popcorn movie that can be scary and it moves me emotionally. Yes. God damn, man. I'm they, telling you. They put they they put their fucking foot on this movie right this, here, man. This was incredible. I have never experienced something like that before. It was one hell of experience, one hell of an experience, and I am happy to be alive to enjoy it. So yeah, anybody that's teetering on this, like, let me give you on this side of the fence. Go watch that movie, Godzilla minus one. Go watch this before it leaves theaters. You are going to be so damn thankful that you made time to watch this movie. This movie is absolutely incredible. Don't get Great. wrapped up in the subtitle part. You it'll easily breathe past you because the one easily. thing that they do with subtitle movies and they perfect it in this one, they let the scene breathe. Mm. So you don't feel like you're looking up and down all the time. Good point. They let the scene breathe. So you don't feel like you have to look back up to get like the emotional reaction yeah. to what they just said as you read it. They let it breathe a little bit. It lasts a little bit longer in the scene. So you're actually feeling all the emotions as you're reading. That's what I felt when I was actually watching the movie and reading the subtitles. I know a lot of people are used to watching the movie on subtitles on Netflix and stuff like that because for whatever reason they have a lot of movies with accents and we can't understand that shit. But <laughs> but looking back at this movie, the fact that they gave us that that little uh, that extra two or three seconds of just like letting the the scene actually like I don't know unveil itself as we're reading it, it made the movie experience so much better for me. At least that's what I got from it. At least that's what I want from a subtitle movie is that you take your time with the movie making. You actually let them feel the experience and the emotions that you want them to feel, and then it just it it makes it so much better of a transitional movie going from scene to scene. Agreed. I I I, I think uh, all three of us and most people who see this could have watched the movie 
in straight Japanese language without subtitles, and we'll the visual images are so good, you'll still be able to follow the storyline. Oh, Even yeah. if we didn't have the subtitles, that's all good. That's that's great storytelling right there. That was it was it was amazing acting. Oh, they did such a wonderful that job. Fucking Every, little fucking girl. That Man, little she girl. was good. Yeah. They need to hire her at Marvel. I'm telling you. <laughs> Replace all we, the annoying ass girls y'all got mm-hmm. on cast right now. Oh God. Yeah. Obi Wan, y'all need to learn from yeah, this one. Young Princess Leia, she needs to watch this damn movie and take some more acting classes because good lord. I'm sorry, but we have to move on from this high, man. Just yeah. like at the very least, this is a final thought. Just go. I'm wa- surprised. Go, I thought, go watch the movie. I thought you guys would like it. I did not think you guys would have the same level of love I had. There's only a handful so of movies special. that I would that would call a perfect movie. This made it into the list of one of them. I just want to know what they're going to do now because I felt like there's something going on with the girl at the end when he walked in. Yeah, she because was, they're showing is. that they're showing yeah. him regenerating at the end. They're, they're setting it up perfectly for yeah. a sequel, which is. A new feature to Godzilla. I didn't know he could regenerate like that. He yeah. blew his mouth up, and this motherfucker's still coming back. The, like here's, that. here's a franchise that's been around since the 1950s, and they still managed to find some some new life in it to make it just as appealing as ever. Uh, this was this 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 was this really was great. I didn't expect to see him have rejuvenation powers at all. I did not expect his atomic fire that we've seen in 20 other Godzilla movies to be this freaking awesome. Yeah. All that hype they had with that 2014 Godzilla with 100 times the budget. You know these other this King Kong Godzilla movies, they spent $200 million making these. Holy shit. How in the hell did they pull this off? Hollywood will definitely take notice of this. I, I don't think we're going to see too many more $200 million budgets over the next few years. This is one of those cultural moments. Yeah. And cherish it. I don't think we should... Don't expect the sequel to be as good as this. I really feel... I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm Sean, Tommy, I'm glad you guys got a chance to see it in the theater. These movies don't come around often at all. So if it's even creeping up... And is this one of the best movies I ever made? Even if it's not the best movie ever... You, we need to cherish these moments because there's not too too many theatrical experiences that we have where you walk out thinking, is this one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life? This is one of them. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was completely blown away. That was bravo. Like, man, where's my round of applause, man? Very well deserved. Very well deserved. Oh, amazing job. I was impressed. My wife stayed awake. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. I like the fact when he was telling him, he was like, can it kill him or no? And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> this motherfucker is something we never encountered before. He said, can it kill him or no? There's nobody there. He was getting real mad. And so. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed uh, that news crew on top of that building. He's just oh, sitting yeah, there tearing yeah. shit up, and they're still sitting there reporting. And he finally <laughs> knocks that building down, and they start screaming and shit. <laughs> 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 a lot of good and screams, it, and it was even it was just, and it was also that one, um, that one scene where they were coming out the meeting, and remember that one, uh, that one fourth guy that was on the boat, he had like getting his arm oh, in a sling, sling, yeah, and he was trying to he was trying to come along with them, and it was, and then the dude walked away. I can't remember exactly what the line was. He's like, "No," he's like. We're leaving the future for you. That was dope. That yeah. was a dope ass line right there. Very I was like, powerful. I was like, holy shit. I told my wife, I was like, damn, that kind of fucking hit me right yeah. here. He was like, like, we're leaving the future for you. He's like, cause he, 
lucky you haven't seen war. You don't that you consider yourself, you know, to be grateful that mm-hmm. you haven't seen war. Like well, you don't want to do what we do, you know what I mean? You don't don't look at us like we we're lucky, but you're lucky, you know. So yeah, yeah some that, there's a couple scenes like that. Yeah, like the uh, kamikaze pilot leaving that money for the caretaker. That was real sad. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot of powerful moments. Stuff yeah, you don't normally see from a Godzilla movie yeah, or he, any creature. Right. Movie. He, he was trying to redeem himself for sure. He had to. He had to do something. So yeah, they did everything right that they've been doing wrong in damn near every Godzilla movie that we've been getting on this side. I'm telling you, it, it was it wasn't meant. Everybody take notes. This is what a movie is supposed to be. How a movie supposed to be done? And this, these are this just great. people of the of the of the city trying to fight Godzilla. They don't got you know all the technology and shit or all the yeah, weaponry. No big military. Yeah, nope. no. Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah very impressive. Oh, yeah. very impressive. That's yeah. I, yeah. That's why we go to the movies right there. That's yeah. why we go to the movies, my friend. Now we got any uh, any headlines that we got to get to this past week? Anything crazy happened out in these cinema streets that we need to discuss? I, I know Ryan, you saw the Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I know that's a video. Oh my, oh god. my god! This, this is this, this game is going to be something, uh, man. I saw. I should. Is it going to be worth the price? Oh hell yeah! Whatever yeah, they yeah, can whatever. charge a thousand dollars for it, it's, it's it'll be, be worth it. it. If it was a thousand dollars, you're definitely going to be on a firm making payments. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got to do to get this, we still got a whole another year. But for what it, what it looks like so far in the gameplay, oh my god. It makes me want to play the Grand Theft Five uh, Auto Five again just to get a little more acquainted because I haven't played it in a while. But God, dog, the, just imagine a newer version of that with all the time they put into it. Oh, it's gonna be great. So. And they continuously update these games, yeah, as well. So whatever we get that those first couple months of release, they continually update it throughout the year. Because yeah, that uh, they they're saying that Grand Theft Auto Five. Came out ten years ago. I knew it was a while. I didn't realize it was yeah, ten freaking years. Time. It's been a long like, time. Yeah, it came out on PS3 when it first yeah. came out. Wow, really? It did. Yeah, that online on PS3 was insane. They had all kind of bugs. People were cheating their ass mm-hmm. off. Level yeah. one hundred opening night. And I never played. <laughs> oh my it. My, god! My son got into Grand Theft Auto, oh, but I never played it myself. It's fun, man. It's the stuff you can do on this game. I saw a girl twerking on top of a car. Like I know that's part of like the cinematic part of the game. But I sent Ryan some gameplay, and it, it looks like you're going to be a female character right off the bat. I don't know who knows, but it, it, it looks great so far. So, yeah, the last yeah. game had three main characters that you interchange. So you, there's three characters mm. doing these missions. It looks like there might be two main characters, the girl and her her boyfriend, it looks yeah, like. man. But, uh, yeah, uh, at any time a new Grand Theft Auto game comes out, that's groundbreaking. Oh, for sure. Even though... The Vice, the Grand Theft Auto Vice City on PlayStation Two, that was groundbreaking. But yes, um, I've just never been a Grand Theft Auto guy. I'm, I'm not that. I'm an NBA Two K like Madden kind of guy. I am I'm with too. you on that. But, but I put I'm Grand Theft yeah. Auto in that same category. If there's one game I would play that I would buy for sure, besides the sport games, is Grand Theft Auto. Absolutely. Yeah. And check, don't sleep on Red Dead Redemption either. It's the same people. Yeah, never same, never yeah. played that either. Yeah, so Grand Theft Auto in 1800s in Old West America. Mm-hmm. It, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, you can actually yeah. tie somebody to the t- train tracks, wait for the train to hit them. Yeah. It's, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. Did you guys hear that um, Apple Plus and Paramount, they're, they, they're, they're, they might merge? Oh, shit. Did you hear? This might, this might be a hint of what's to come. I do think this streaming bubble is going to burst eventually. 
Um, I think this we're starting to see the beginning of that. Apple Plus and Paramount are on the verge of merging. So uh, sometime in early 2024, both their catalogs will be together on the same streaming services. And that's a win for us as consumers because apparently they're going to keep the same Apple Plus price rates that are available now. So it's not going to be a price hike. But, uh, yeah, if there's any content on Paramount Plus that you wanted an Apple Plus, you can just pay the fee for just one. Don't be surprised if this is the first of many mergers that are coming into streaming. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, that, I think that's a good sign of the future. Cause yeah, I, I really feel the next TV that you guys buy for your households, this Godzilla minus one, that's going to be one of those movies you're going to want to put on and check your video quality and see how your sound system mm-hmm. set up. Uh, you're, you don't get that top tier video audio quality on streaming. Most of the stuff we see on streaming is not in 4k. Very few of it's even 1080p. Most of the stuff is 720p DVD quality. That's what we're getting on streaming. So yeah, uh, invest in that physical media guys. Um, there was a, very interesting story. I, I didn't get a chance to write this down beforehand. Apparently, some guy got a $50 million Netflix deal for a sci-fi show. He only shot 20 minutes of footage, spent the rest of that $50 million buying sports cars, mansions, hmm. and investing in cryptocurrency. Okay. And apparently made an additional $30 million on the, that cryptocurrency investment. Good so he is, <laughs> this is going to be a movie in the next five years. This is how much money Netflix has to throw around. They never even got one episode made and they gave this guy $50 million. Yeah. He's there. currently getting sued by Netflix and his ex-wife. And I, I should have wrote this guy's name down. I, I was rushing. I was already late. Uh, please look, look, look at Google Netflix guy, Netflix TV show founder uh, steals from Netflix. It, it, it's it's one of the crazy stories I've ever seen in my life. That that's why we keep seeing Eddie Murphy pop up in these shitty Amazon Prime movies because these streaming networks they are just throwing money away. Throwing money away just to see if they can keep that viewership up because they made so much profit the past five or so years. But this bubble is going to burst, and this is one of the crazier stories I've ever heard. They gave this guy $50 million to make a show. He only filmed 20 minutes of footage. Netflix canceled the show. He used all that money to buy sports cars and mansions for himself, and now Netflix and his ex-wife are both suing him. Damn. (laughs) It's insane. Oh, good for good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, hopefully he's out of the country. He should never set foot in the United States ever again. <laughs> well, hell, that's how it's supposed to be, man. You what? You what? Fifty M's? You supposed to disappear? One of the biggest robberies of all time. Uh, oh, if I was a producer and gave that money, yeah, I'm, I'm hiring the best hitman ever. Find his punk ass. Man, that's worse than Lou Aldang hitting the Lakers up for all that fucking money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He played like 10 games. Or some <laughs> oh, shit. my God. He got like 30 million or some shit. I was like, oh, man. That was one of the worst contracts ever. Oh, I love Lou Aldang, 
by the way, he did great work for Chicago, but I couldn't believe the Lakers gave him all that damn money. He yeah. didn't do a that, damn that thing. That was a bad time to be a Lakers fan, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Boozer and his fucking Beijing hairline and shit showing up <laughs> in games. I'm like, man, we won like 10 games this year, man. We got all this money wrapped up in these bullshit-ass over-the-hill players. Man, oh, that was not a good time for us. Lou <laughs> yeah, Dane was like 37 years old when he signed that contract. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like the trial started for uh, Jonathan Majors. Did it. And yeah, I think it's like the opening opening statements, that kind of thing. Nothing major has been developed at that point. But yeah, he's basically just coming out saying, like, yeah, I didn't do shit. She started this whole allegation thing because of revenge, yada, yada, yada. Basically everything that we kind of heard from his side – like legally already, so I'm haven't heard or like seen anything so far that's worth getting into. But yeah, I'm just hoping that it, this thing starts to unveil itself over the next couple of weeks. So I'm just really hoping that he comes out on top on this because even if he doesn't come back as Kang, because I know Disney kind of put like a Plan B in place just in case this doesn't pan out for him legally, that they're going to move forward with like another bad guy as far as this whole multiverse thing going. But I'm hoping that at the very least he can get his career back on track because I heard they put a couple of his movies on uh on hold. I thought he had like a bodybuilder movie coming out sometime this year, but they, they did cancel that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was unfortunate. He did all those fucking pushups, came and put the fucking movie out, man. I feel bad for this guy. That is messed up. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of those small independent films. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch of independent filmmakers who had their big hopes. Um, there are hundreds of movies released at these film festivals each year that the general public never hears about, even if they do get a pretty big star in it. And that was one of the few that actually got picked up by a studio, had good buzz, and was getting a a, a large rollout in theatrical release here in the United States. And for them to actually just cancel that completely, and for him to get dropped from his uh, advertising firm that he was signed up with, this is bizarre. Yeah, I don't, we're, I don't think we're going to see Kang Dynasty at this point, even if he's proven innocent. I think Marvel is revamping this entire new future course they had set out. I don't think, and I do think the the financial disappointment of Ant Man Quantumania has something to do with that. But uh, from what how they shortchanged him in this Loki series when he was supposed to be the big part of that, we're not going to see Kang Dynasty. I, I don't. I think we've seen the last of Kang in the MCU, even I- if he's innocent. I really hope not because they really set that up to be something bigger than what it was supposed to be. That they I did. I, I'm just hoping that for him, legally, I hope it works out for him. I want him to continue his career because he he is a very talented actor. I don't think he should have his career cut short because of these allegations, especially if he can prove that it's not true. So Keyword right. allegations. Yes, that might haunt him for a while, though. Yeah, yeah. Once you get, like I said, the allegations sometimes is worse than being uh, – yep. Is the worst than being like a like guilty in some cases. Like once it's out there, there's always going to be some people out there that don't believe. Like oh, he's yeah. actually like not guilty. They're always going to believe it. And you know, studio execs they can probably just hold that against him for the rest of his career. Say, hey, like even though you was acquitted and like you was found innocent, like we just we can't trust you right now. Like those stories are constantly going to be out there. People are going to be wondering if you just got away with something. So. It's unfortunate, but I'm just hoping that you know it works out for him in the best way possible. So yeah. agree. Yeah, prayers, I hope he's innocent, prayers and for if him. he is, pl- please be proven innocent. Yeah, because he's too talented to be to be held back with something like this. I was really looking forward to him being like the young, you know, big stars come out for us for you know for Black Hollywood. I think we really needed him to to keep moving forward with his career. Him and Michael B. Jordan had that Creed movie that turned out really good. So I was 
yeah, he, he was having a really good start to his career. So I'm just hoping that he continues, you know, in a positive way. And hopefully they work all this out. You know, so that's all I had as far as like cinema news. Y'all had anything else before we get to our, mm-hmm. our hidden gems? We all wrapped that up. That covers it. Yeah. Great. All right, Ryan, I'll let you leave with a hidden gem this week. What do you have for the fans this week? I appreciate that. Uh, you were actually one of the uh, inspirations for my hidden gem, Tommy. Oh, okay. Um, let I me was, know how I, how I did that for you. <laughs> you uh, mentioned in uh, one of the uh, trivias or in the past episode, you said, what's an underrated film franchise? That's right. And, uh, yeah, it took me off guard, and I think I – I think I picked Babe series and the Stuart oh, Little Oh, yeah, you series. said Babe, you said Stuart Little. Stuart Little, yeah, so I went for the Kitty Fair. And um, when I was looking for my standing ovation, um, I well, actually, my standing ovation came from just a Twitter article. Some guy said, hey, I always had a crush on that, on that girl from uh, Class Act. And I just looked her up and said, yeah, she really didn't do anything after Class Act. Pretty good. So I started going through movies that came out in 92 found myself looking at movies that came out in 1993, 94. And I believe it was either 1993 or 1994. I saw a movie that I loved and that is best of the best two. Oh, damn. You really dug at the bottom of the frame on that one. <laughs> I, I a lot of people it. don't even know this movie exists. Oh, it exists, but oh, I'm going to give my, my hidden gem to the original, the 1989 best of the best. Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones. I love that movie. I love it. I love. Mm-hmm. I love the whole is that, series. Is actually. that um? Is that Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother? That was in that one. Yes, it was. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Wait, a lot of people remember him from the first Rush Hour movie, right? Yep, in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yep, he passed away unfortunately. Um, and actually, uh, he was also in a uh, Footloose. The, yes, he was the original with Kevin Bacon. Very young, Chris Penn. Very, very young. Very young. Um, yeah, uh, it's American martial arts team. Mm-hmm. This, uh, Korean Taekwondo team is apparently the best in the world. And it's about them training. Uh, one of those good old inspirational sports movies with, uh, a great cast. And it's, it's just a feel good movie that makes you inspired to, uh, pretty much be the Best of the best. Yeah, do the best you can in life. Try hard. And, uh, yeah, this is a movie I watched multiple times on cable television as a kid. And I believe the two or three sequels went straight to video, but they were quite enjoyable in their own right. My standing ovation tonight will go to the best of the best franchise. Don't sleep on best of the best two and three, which – I don't think got a theatrical release, but if you were a blockbuster video store kid in the 90s, that was well worth the money. Best of the best, 1989, Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones. Check out the sequels as well. Very good movies. Best of the best. That, oh, yeah. that I think James Earl Jones was overacting his ass off. <laughs> he enunciated every fucking letter. <laughs> like the best the best. <laughs> and you saw that tape. Like, like, like what the fuck are you doing, James? 
like he was getting. He was, oh my goodness! I, he was giving like his all for that damn like, <laughs> like the video movie. I, I appreciate James Earl Jones, but I remember like every time he talks, I was like he over enunciates every damn thing. Like, calm think, down, Darth Vader. I can't watch that movie the same now, Tommy. I. <laughs> It That's always one of those subliminal me. things that I've never really noticed. No, the shit that we pay attention to in certain movies, that was one of the things I noticed. I was like, man, he is really enunciating the shit out of his lines. <laughs> like, is he pissed off at the fucking director? Like, what's going on? But yeah, I love that. Eric Roberts, uh, cousin of Julia Roberts. And yeah, I think a lot of people remember him from um, the first Expendables movie. Yeah, he was the bad guy, yeah. the CIA guy. Yep. He plays a good bad guy. Yeah, was, yeah. Was he also in The Dark Knight? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, so shout out to Eric Roberts, man. That was a great movie. I love that fucking movie. Love it. All right. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead go and get mine. I got mine out. This movie came out in uh, 2004 and uh, has our, our guy, our Dennis Quaid, in it. And, of course, uh, Fast and Furious uh, alumni, Tyrese Gibson. This movie is called Flight of the Phoenix. Came out in 2004. It's like a cargo plane that goes down into the desert. And basically, they're trying to rebuild their plane to get it back in the air so they can try to get home. And like while they're crashing the desert, there's like this, um, I guess there's like a, these savages like uh, they go around the desert. They basically like kind of like how they have like pirates out in the sea. They have like the same version of that in the desert where they're basically like just going like from place to place, stealing shit from people. So basically, they were just like robbing a bunch of people. They end up going after this damn cargo plane crew. Find out they got like a lot of shit they can probably scrap and make a lot of money for for their shit, but so they they end up going after them. So they basically they're just like fighting against them and still trying to get the plane going. I just remember I enjoyed the shit out of the movie. I thought it was very uh, <laughs> it was very entertaining. It literally like kind of is like one of those popcorn type of movies. At the very least, I just have a soft spot for Dennis Quaid movies. I'm starting to learn like he has a lot of like hit movies. Like, as far as, like, having movies that aren't, like, big, like, blockbuster type of movies, but he still has good quality movies underneath his belt. And I just thought that this one was actually a pretty good one that he made, like, a while ago. And I I keep forgetting that I watched it. But, yeah, overall, I thought this movie was probably, like, a... It's, like, a solid three out of five kind of movie. Like, it's not going to, like, blow you away. But still, I just found it very entertaining to watch. So, if you guys need something to watch over the weekend, if you're, like... If you're tapped out on like Christmas movies at this point, like I am, like just go ahead and find another one. I think this one is on Hulu. So yeah, go ahead and look up Flight of the Phoenix with uh, Dennis Quaid. I think you guys will actually enjoy that one. So I've heard it, but I've never seen it. Mm. Yeah, good reminder. That that reminds me of a movie with Matthew McConaughey that I didn't catch in the theaters called don't, Sahara. Oh God, don't watch that. I actually enjoyed Sahara. I, you don't like Sahara? What's I think it? I think most people watch that for a Penelope Cruz. I did. I, I'm. And that little uh, guy with the mustache was oh, in that Oh, Steve Zane. Exactly. Like, yes. he's the funny sidekick. The funny he sidekick. He was in that one it. movie with Martin Lawrence, uh, National Security. National, yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I enjoy Sahara. It, like I said, it's about a three out of five movie. But Fly of the Phoenix, that was one of those movies that um, kind of wasn't a huge box office success. But it got I remember, lost in the sauce a little bit. It did, but I it had a huge fan base online. That was one of those movies I kept reading about. Watch this movie. It's underrated. I, good reminder. I'll, I'll make time to watch it. I have heard good things about it. All right. On you, Sean. What I, you got for I us? got one that's around a similar time as Best of the Best. I got Only the Strong. Oh, nice. With, with uh, Mark. Oh, nice. fuck. The, I forgot the, about that, that movie. Costco, the dude from John Wick 3. To, the, like that the, Brazilian yeah, style. Yeah, fighting, he was whatever. awesome. Yeah, he was movie. like a special unit guy who ends up being like a teacher. <laughs> 
and they got like a little gang around, and they they got like a specific fighting style, like a I want to say like a like a Jamaican type dance, like, style. like a like, like a hip- Cabo Whale, yeah, whatever yeah. The fuck they call it, man. Like they look like they break, getting ready to break dance, but they they're don't. getting ready to break yeah. dance. But everybody stands in a circle and they clap and they go banana way, banana way, like and they're singing oh, yeah. that. They That's do like the hardest ever, yeah. Yeah. The best yeah. way to describe it is just imagine like a black dude getting ready to do the helicopter on a right. cardboard, <laughs> but he never does it. But it's a fight style that they use, and I <laughs> love this movie. And then he ends up beating the the the, 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 little, the like they had like a little gang. And the bad guy at the end. Did the dude have a ponytail? Oh, ponytail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It wasn't Steven Seagal, but it was like a dude who definitely you, you wanted his ass to get whooped at the end. But they do the little dance style and they go, Bana no way. And I'd never forget that movie. I love that movie. 1993. Um, you can find this on Hulu. It's called All in the Strong. Kind of similar to what Ryan said, but the best of the best. Good double uh, feature yeah, there, yeah, actually. Yeah, nice, nice movie for you. Like, this was Kung Fu, Karate. It was, when I was a kid, I loved anything like that. So yeah, I never forget um, Mark Deskovskis Dis- 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 or however the hell you say his name. I can't uh, remember his the name. bad guy in um, John Wick Three. He was a guy he fought at the end who had all little henchmen. Uh, yeah, uh, this one's on Hulu and Prime. So if you want to give that a chance, you know, definitely even the Kung Fu. And I definitely remember so. him in like another. Um, I think it was like another Steven Seagal movie. He might have well, been. With I think Steven it was Seagal. like Cradle to the Grave. Like remember when um, he played- Shy McBride? He was like the. He was like the big like a uh, uh, mob guy that was in prison, but he was like living like he was like um like at, like at the end of like a uh, Goodfellas. You know how you see the mob guys in prison; they're still yeah, cooking food like yeah, they're regular. But yeah. he was like living that kind of lifestyle in prison. I can't remember what Not movie the boy it had Ja Rule in it. Was it? Oh God, no, hell no. No, that one had Ja Rule. Yeah, I remember. I think he had Jet Li in it. And was that one Cradle to the Grave? We had Jet Li in that was Exit one. Not 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 Steve Seagal, but I think it was no no that was DMX. Okay, I remember so, yeah. him being like the bad guy in one of those movies. It was like you know, around that time. Tom Arnold was in one of them. Yeah, he was. was that was the exit one okay, we talked about earlier. Yeah, okay, yeah. And and just a side note, I do have a soft spot for these movies that where they haven't sent a teacher in to save a school. Right. He was basically the. Yeah, I would quickly yeah. make a top five list of like teachers saving a school kind <laughs> of movies. Yeah. Like the substitute, like a dangerous minds. One eight seven. One eight seven. One eight seven. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. those type of movies, the they always got like that one teacher. Yeah, the substitute. The substitute yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That that was a time right there where they always had to send somebody out there to send. That's a genre on itself. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, lying is. about that. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely nineties. Oh, the nineties to a T. Because all these schools were in Compton for some reason. So <laughs> they, they all. all had to. <laughs> They all really were. Coincidentally, there was always a ghetto. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was always a gang member. Smoking in the back of the class. The teacher walk in. There's somebody having sex. And she's like, come on, man. Who's doing this in this class? The next thing you know, they start break dancing. Like somebody gets their hair braided. They start start doing weird shit in these movies. (laughs) What's the parody movie that had John Lovitz in it? High, high school high, <laughs> high school high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they took they took full advantage of that nineties decade. One that of one. the <laughs> best spoof movies that I've seen. Oh my god, that movie! And that's a hidden gem right there. Hell yeah, I fucking love oh, yeah. that movie. That was a really good movie. Shout out to Mackay Pfeiffer, man. You you did a good, oh, good job. Oh, big on that. time. Big time. Whatever happened to Mackay Pfeiffer, man? I haven't seen him in a while. I've seen him in a while. Yeah. Like he's still on Eight Mile. <laughs> like what happened to him? <laughs> Never mind. No, we'll, we'll track him. He's down. hanging out with the black kid from the fan and Soul Food. They're hanging out together in the same <laughs> apartment. Damn, I. 
What happened to that little guy? I, I thought he was going to be the next Denzel. I always Remember see the meme, the meme of him crying in the car. He's got like the one tear coming down. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah, a great meme. That meme is funny. Oh, uh, paid in full. Paid in full, yeah. 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 Like, I'm about to be on some real murder shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a sad fucking story. That's yeah. a true story, by the way. Yeah, his his yeah he was one of the biggest drug dealers at that time. And they kidnapped his little brother and tortured him to death. Yeah. Try to get ransom money. Yeah, that was then his, his best friend shot him in the fucking gut and stairway. That's a sad story. Good movie. That was that was a really good movie. That was a very underrated movie. By very. The way. Oh man, another great podcast, man. Like y'all got any plans coming up this weekend? Like anything we need to watch out for? Um, or are we in that little slow period, like the next couple weeks until Aquaman comes out? Pretty yeah, much. I'm not really excited for that. Um, not crazy. I'll go watch it for like for the sake of the podcast, but. I'm not. I'm not a crazy. I mean, this Godzilla minus one didn't blow me away. I don't know what's going to top that. We only got a couple of days left in the year, so a couple of weeks left at least. It's really hard to top Godzilla at this yeah. point. Everything else is not going to be top before. The I end never of the year. thought Godzilla would be reigning supreme right now. And for some Same reason, here. Godzilla's everywhere now. It really I've is. I've seen three different damn Godzillas everywhere. Godzilla's bringing his ass back in a full effect here. No. So it's a seventy years uh, reunion for him. They said. As far as that um, next year, yeah, yeah nineteen fifty four was yep. when the original came yep. out. Yeah, yep. so yeah, man, Japan messed it up for everybody. Now y'all got a bar to meet, and I don't think yep. none of y'all can make it across this bar. Y'all going to stumble? <laughs> oh hell, it's who way. makes the Warner Brothers? They didn't like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they might as well just push this other <laughs> push movie this back, back about a year. Yeah. yeah, I don't need no more Godzilla. They're going to scrap this movie. They're going to throw it away. They're going to like, all right, man, let, we got to start all let over. Let him, this Japanese, do whatever his name is. Let him come make this. Put his hand on this. Do something, because, man, I'm tired. Of, I don't want to see no more. This is the Godzilla we all wanted. Right? That guy can probably make any movie he wants to make oh after this Oh, my God. Shit. Yeah. I know, and he had, like, a really big opening. Like, it was, like, the largest, like, uh, opening for, like, a foreign live-action foreign film. Right. Made, like, what, like, a 12 million? Outside of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I can't think of anything bigger than this. And a lot of people haven't heard. I told my brother about it. He's like, there's another Godzilla? I was like, this one's called Minus One. He's like, Minus One? What the hell does that mean? I was like, I don't know, but see it. And now it's word of mouth, I think, because I, I don't think a lot of people knew about this. So this it, this is worth tracking. I, yeah. If if this movie makes between eight and ten million next weekend, word of mouth is kicking in. It, it, yeah, it, it's already insane that this movie made <coughs> eleven million. Uh, Japanese movie with subtitles made eleven million dollars. So the the when we saw this, was this the opening movie over there too? Was that the opening or it had been out? It came out in Japan first. Okay. So yeah, there was there. Yeah. It came out two or three weeks first in Japan. You know what? I I really felt like we were in the forties. I really felt like this. I felt like I went back in time. Like, man, this is a great, this, everything looks like what I imagine the forties look like. That's another sign of good, great production design. Yeah, it takes oh, yeah. to another. It takes you back in history. It did. It really did. No, it was a very good movie. So shout out to mm-hmm. everybody involved in that project. Now, now, hopefully, y'all have a pretty good weekend. Now, if y'all go out and watch this movie and y'all did it off our recommendation, you're welcome. I'm taking credit for this one. Man. Ryan says you're welcome, man. Sit back, be humble. I got you. Ryan says you're welcome. Yo, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to us and trusting us with all of our information and our reviews. Hopefully, you guys go out and find us on Facebook. Of course, we're on Instagram. If you're looking us up on Spotify, we're there too. Apple, we're everywhere you want to get your podcast. Ryan, right next to me. 
Hopefully you have a pretty good week. Appreciate Sean, it. Likewise. You know, mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Shout out to your Wolverines. All right. Uh, hopefully your Bears have a good we'll good see. week this week. I'm we'll not looking see. forward to it. Yeah, y'all might have a better record than the Bills at this point. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Shout out to everybody's football team this week, man. Shout yeah. out to the Kyle's playoff. Y- y'all suck. And if you're y'all in your fantasy up. playoffs, I'm in both fantasy playoffs in both my leagues. So nah, yes. yeah. I, I didn't make it. You didn't make it? I didn't uh, make it. Shit. It's been a rough year for me fantasy-wise, yeah. man, but that's all good. I, I want to deal with reality right now. Right. The reality <laughs> is Godzilla is back. Yes, yes. And glass, he's going to fall off oh, again. King Kong, you better bring your ass back or something. King Kong can't yeah. fuck King Kong can't fuck Godzilla shit. right now. Yeah. Nah, King no. Kong going to get his ass busted. Yeah, yeah. Hell you can yeah. bring your axe all you want, but he's going to bust your ass. <laughs> yeah, Peter, sure. Peter Jackson, King Kong from 2005 or this new Godzilla? Which oh, Godzilla. Oh, this new Godzilla. He got that Agreed. damn. Agreed. That blast is just going to send him into another hemisphere. So yeah. I, I didn't think there was a new way to make that blast any more original. Way dope. This is dope. That blast is scary. Scary. Y'all have a good weekend, man. We'll catch y'all later, man. Have a good one. All right. Good night.